Hey, Mr. Church, I've got a surprise for you. Oh, hey there, baby girl. What's going on? I decided I've been watching you cook all these years. What if I made dinner for a change? Okay. Sure. What what you got on the menu? How hard could it be? So I'm thinking, you know, we've got some potato salad here that I've made, and I've got a secret. Oh, got some secrets in your food, huh? Yeah. Take take a, take a bite. What do you think? Oh. Do you taste oh. it? What if I said no? Well, I could... Uh, I know you like to keep your secrets, right? Yeah, what what is your secret? What is your secret, little Charlotte? The secret is Miracle Whip. <clears throat> what? Oh. <laughs> you love it, right? It just has um, some, that little extra texture to it. It's adding a little extra something. Hmm. Well, um, don't stop there. I've, I've got more. I've got more. So, I know you like your macaroni and cheese. <laughs> oh, I definitely do. Oh, you, you remember how I used to make it for you with a little mm, bit of yeah. pepper in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and take a bite. What, what happened to the pepper? The the what? The the pepper, the spices. Remember when we we would play play cooking and I, I'd let you sprinkle some spices in there? What happened to the spices I let you sprinkle in there? I put spices in there. It's got salt. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, um, well, mm. uh, let's just move on to the main course. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know. I know how you like. Let me clear the palate and get some of this wine. Mm, okay. Damn. Smoke this cigarette too. Shit. Ah, all right. What you got for me, Charlotte? So I know how you like your fish. I, oh, I, you I, know I love my fish. I fried up some catfish. Ooh, some catfish. What do you think, Mister Church? All right. Here we go. Here we go. Big bite. Hey, Charlotte. Hmm? This this fish is how long did you cook this fish, Charlotte? Uh you know, I just kinda went with my heart, you know. I put it on there. The the black parts, you know, like that's just extra flavor. Uh mm, I'm not tasting flavor, I'm tasting more burnt than flavor. Yeah, you know, you really have to have it well done. That's how you like the fish, right? Uh, I do like it done. Charlotte, Charlotte, uh, come over here and read some books. Read some books. Read no, some no, cooking no. books. No, 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 no. Because we got dessert. Oh, 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 all right, all right. Uh, it's a shame your mama's not here to taste this delicious oh. food. Well, you know, I, I, I took some of her recipes, and I made you this pineapple upside down cake. Oh my God, my, my mama used to make pineapple upside down cake. This. There's no way you can mess this up. This is literally pineapples on a cake. Mm. Let's take a bite. Mm. Oh. The secret ingredient is anchovies. You know, to add a little bitterness to the cake. Uh huh. I want to ask you why did you think anchovies needed to go in a pineapple upside down cake, Charlotte? Well, you know, Mr. Church, you're always adding your little secrets. I thought, why don't I try it out? So it was the only thing that I saw in the cabinet. I just threw it in there. You know what, Charlotte? I had enough. I had enough. I've been, I only thought I was working here for six months. I thought I was going to be working for six months, and Mr. Church was going to be gone. This turned into, what are we, 13 years? Charlotte, 13 years, and you still don't know how to make a pineapple upside-down cake? There's no anchovies in a pineapple upside down cake. There's no fish in cake. 
white woman? What are you talking about? Are you out of your damn mind? You know what? You know what? I'm going to pick up my hat. I'm going to pick up my Tyler Perry hat right here. And I'm going to pick up my suitcase. And I, I'm gone. You know what? You can have my damn house. Take my house. Oh, Mr. Church, you, you can't leave. Do you remember the deal? Yeah. I worked for your mother. And then I left. Once I'm done. I'm done. But Mr. Church, you're never done. You're going to work for me. What? And my daughter. What? And their children. What? Let me out! Let me out! Let me out! You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is the show where we deconstruct these white savior films and recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. Uh, and we're recording this on Mother's Day. So if if all the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, happy uh, Mother's Day, y'all. All the, all the, you know, every, you know, I don't know. What a weird time to be alive uh, <laughs> on so many levels. <laughs> what a weird time to be a mother. Yeah. Huh? But, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, that, that, that's going to come up later. Uh, <laughs> shout out the, shout out the SCOTUS. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, we we've got a movie, uh, but more so, we got some great guests that we're really excited to have and yes, come and yes, talk to us. Um, you might know them from a lot of different things. You might know them from HBO. You might know them from Vice. Obviously, you might know them from their podcasts. Um, and then, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you you definitely know them from Them Thrones for sure. <laughs> uh, joining us from the Black Guy Who Tits podcast, this is Rod and Karen. Hey, thanks for having us. We appreciate you. How y'all doing? Yeah. Uh, happy Mother's Day to um to Wanda Maximoff mm. and all the other <laughs> all the other people out there that's ready to get it done. Yeah, right, right. Anything for them kids. <laughs> Life that's begins right. at perception. <laughs> well, uh, you know. We've we're fairly new to the podcasting space. We've been doing the show since August of last year, mm-hmm. um, and you know we have a lot of fun. You know, we, we definitely have enjoyed making the show, uh, but you guys have been at this for a while. You know what I mean? And and uh, you're definitely one of the shows that we look to, just in terms of like what what gets people to listen. You know what I mean? How do you create a show that has longevity? Uh, so tell us a little bit about you know the the impetus of Black Guy Who Tits, but also just like how it's changed over the years, what you guys have kind of learned about podcasting if you've gone along. Oh, man. So we started in, what, 2011? 2010. Uh, 2010. Yeah. Um, so we were one of the original podcasts, uh, <laughs> one of the first black podcasts for sure. And, um, you know, main thing we learned is consistency, man. I wish I had some dope, like, mind-blowing stuff to tell you but it's really like if you don't make the show the show ain't gonna be good and it ain't gonna make itself and uh it's the hardest thing is consistently doing it um finding the motivation um and i think the rest takes care of itself because no show is exactly what you envision it when you start Mm -mm. and all the shows evolve and turn into different things and um 
you have to be able to will it, really roll with that. And uh, I think that's the key to longevity. For sure. And my biggest thing is I tell when, when people ask me, you know, about podcasts, I say, number one thing, decide if it's a hobby or you're serious. Mm-hmm. Those are two separate things. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people podcast is ho- for hobby. That, that's fine. That's cool. If every episode is I'm back, I'm cool with that. I'll be back when you be back. <laughs> but, but, but don't expect to grow numbers and don't expect, you know, people to be consistent with you if you're not consistent with them. That's right. game. That's game. For sure. Well, Rod, you also had a chance to kind of do some stuff with Game Theory, uh, which is on HBO uh, for Bomani Jones. Uh, and you guys got approved for, for season two. So congratulations hey, yeah. on that. Hey, what's thank you, man? Yeah. Appreciate you. And uh, yeah, I've, I'm a writer, staff writer for Game Theory with Bomani Jones on HBO. It's a sports comedy uh, show, and uh, yeah, man, we did six episodes, and I thought we really did a good job. And uh, the people that matter thought we did a good job, so they renewed it. So uh, yeah, we'll be coming back sometime uh, soon, probably probably next year, to be honest, because uh, I doubt we'll be doing sunday night sports mm. during the nfl that just seems like impossible yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like you're either talking about something a week too late or you're literally trying to talk about something as it's happening and i so so but uh yeah man thank you i appreciate y'all everyone whoever who uh supported and listened mm-hmm. and it's on hbo max if you haven't watched it and um you know the biggest compliment we get all the time is that it's a sports show even for people who don't like sports yeah. and that's mm-hmm. that's big for, for sure, sure. Was that a was that a transition to make from you know like having never really worked on TV to just jumping into like H, it's HBO you know what I mean so it's not even like mm-hmm. you know training wheels it's like that this is, is the deep end <laughs> this is a big a big step over uh, it definitely was an adjustment um, you know but we've been doing this podcast thing and I've been doing it full time for five or six years at least mm-hmm. so like some of the stuff it's like uh karate kid wax on wax off mm-hmm. you, you don't even know you're doing it but you're doing it i'm turning every we do this show five days a week so we were turning uh like stuff that was happening in pop culture and news into content within hours and that's kind of what the show is it's mm. hey here's a thing go write something and come back in a couple hours and we'll keep working on it till it's good enough and i you know i really took to that pretty well and um you know i'm i write i i I grew up being a writer and really creative and just didn't that wasn't my lane once i got into college and stuff i i took a more serious corporate job so i had the skill set but just didn't really flex it or work on it enough uh to really try to do something with it and uh so it was cool to be able to use that in this other uh atmosphere and uh yeah it was it was different, but it was good for sure. Well, before we before I get into our movie this week, uh, two things we want to touch on with y'all real quick. First of all, you know, House of the Dragon, right? You know, this is coming back. Yeah. We're, we're getting more Game of Thrones content. It's gonna be interesting because I feel like there are people who like end the Game of Thrones were just like how I felt at the end of Dexter, right? Never again. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've been yeah. hurt. 
you can't bring me back. The new Dexter revival came back, and I haven't I haven't even watched it just because ne- like neither have I, neither have I, and I was a huge fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. The end of that show scarred me, and I just don't want to be hurt again. So I'm scared to to venture into those waters. And that's trauma. Like, it's trauma, baby. It's trauma. I feel like there's a lot of people who feel like that about Game of Thrones. That was either mm-hmm. and it's weird too. I mean, this is a whole separate conversation about you know the way that we watch media now, are we watching media to enjoy the story or are we watching Mm. media to like write our own story? Right. Because, you know, certain people are like, it didn't go the way that I wanted it to. And so it's bad. Fan fiction. You know what I mean? As opposed to like, Oh, I just didn't like the story you were telling. Right. And so there's going to be people who are just like, I'm off game of Thrones forever. And then there's people like game of Thrones is my shit forever. And I'm really excited to see it come back. So when, what are your expectations for House of the Dragon? Are you guys thinking about it in terms of like this? Is this is going to be exactly like Game of Thrones on the level of Game of Thrones, or like I, I'd actually like to see something a little different than what they were doing with mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. It's going to be interesting to see how the public responds because regardless of how people respond, the response is going to be strong mm-hmm. on either side. 100%. Um regardless so it's going to be talked about and people are going to talk about it i do not know if it's going to be the must-see thing that the original was because the original was something special because when it first came out it came out right when the internet was just kind of starting like in in its infancy particularly uh twitter and so as time went on it got bigger and bigger and bigger and it was one of the few shows probably on network tv a period did everybody go it's sunday night stop what you're doing we're gonna watch this live (laughs) like you don't really get that anymore you get certain tv shows that you have subsections that watch but you don't really get anything that stops millions of people i'm i'm going to actually go home like no 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 (laughs) turn tv we're doing this right now like that 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 period of time is different now so people will watch it i don't know if the ratings will be as high as the original one uh for that reason mm-hmm. because now people can get it from all types of ways and all types of things so uh i think a lot of people have been burned i actually enjoyed it i i, I liked game of thrones i'm in that camp too i'm in that camp i enjoyed too. game of thrones from beginning to end like i said i don't want to go into the nitty-gritty and all that stuff but for me i think that a lot of people put like this People that read the books, and there are some people that read the books, they're beautiful, wonderful, lovely people, but a lot of them were dicks. And they got on my nerves, and they spoiled shit, and they act like if you didn't read the books, you were illiterate and dumb and stupid, and something was wrong with you. <laughs> and I had a problem with those people, because like, I just want to enjoy the craft that was before me. I don't need to actually read the book to enjoy the art. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those people got angry once once we got off the books um but to me i think it got better it got quicker it got faster and y'all are asking them to write a story that was not theirs to write right uh so they got an outline and nope and a lot of times when you talk to these people they never want to admit that nigga didn't finish them books <laughs> so that's why you didn't have all this details that's why you didn't have all the, they 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 he they gave them a a, a, a three-page outline that was like here write the rest of the series like it doesn't make yeah. sense like the quality fell off to people right as the, the as, even after they delayed it several years it fell off right as the dude wasn't writing the material anymore right. it's, it's kind of like you know, people try to blame the the directors and shit because they're white dudes and shit, and I get it. You know, white is nobody wants to cut slack for white men, but it was like 
nobody could have fixed that like i really don't think there's any director on the planet that would have had such rich source material run out and then they was like okay but give us two more seasons and then them two seasons would have been hot fire like it was gonna be fucked up um (laughs) but as for the new joint i mean i saw the trailer and i can't lie man like uh even with all the like what i consider to be kind of a big toxic fan base that Mm. game of thrones turned into um and our show was was pretty popular with our reviews of it and so you know we would get a lot of attention from those those people Mm. um even with that bitter taste when i saw that trailer i was like fuck i'm thinking it's like john wick i'm thinking i'm back you know i was like i want to talk about this again i want to cover it i started thinking of nicknames and segments and they had they had some actual black people in this shit this time i was like like from the beginning not like some you know we heard the diversity and inclusion they they were just like we starting off with black people too i was like okay okay we are no longer just gray worm yeah yeah exactly i think if the only thing that may hurt the show for real is just the idea of what they did was so groundbreaking and now there's been so many clones yes and so the excitement and the uniqueness may not exist for them in the way it did because when that show first popped up there was no high budget nerd shit like that right Mm-mm. on tv everything that was nerdy was like all right you get the sci-fi channel budget right good luck we yeah. you know we hope you make it this is the first time they was like you know let's give you some good looking nerd stuff so i i'm 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 in honestly i'm back in well now and now they got to compete with again allegedly the highest budgeted tv show of all time time, in game of thrones and now game of thrones and uh, no in lord of the rings lord of the rings oh oh, oh, amazon sorry it's gonna be the most money ever put into a tv show of all time so i mean they're lucky that Lord, they're lucky Amazon don't got a TV channel, right? Because yeah. like you gotta go. They probably like, working on it. Trust. Log on Prime. <laughs> like the one advantage Game of Thrones had was nine o'clock Sunday night, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they'll be able to get that back, but it was the one thing they had. If people only watch this shit on HBO Max, and it's versus them hobbits man i don't know it might not work out i heard they got black hobbits and stuff this time too i don't know that's a tough choice i'm gonna tell you like this my roommate watched the long night last night (laughs) just because just off vibes alone Mm. so i'm telling you those people are out there they're ready we're ready to watch we ready man i feel like we got shamed out of talking about it but we didn't go we saw the ratings we didn't live your life yo live your life (laughs) yeah because uh look man i i the most controversial uh recap i think we ever did was the recap we did for the bells because i was like yeah i've been wanting to see king's landing get burned <laughs> innocent people in all i'm a different level of savage than y'all <laughs> I, I i didn't care them people was innocent <laughs> and i was rooting for it and i i turned apparently that was a huge betrayal to a lot uh, of people uh, my man <laughs> it, said innocent it, it, bystanders be damned yeah, by, by any means necessary I man you should have moved you seen yeah. what it was y'all knew it was messed up around there y'all saw piss coming to y'all stage yeah <laughs> <laughs> y'all wasn't y'all wasn't saying nothing when it was uh them other people getting messed mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. uh well one more thing i want to touch on before we get to our movie of the week is the latest mcu 
entry, which is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse yes. of Madness. We've yes. all seen yes. it. If you if you have not seen it yet, skip this part. You know, <laughs> hit that fifteen second fast forward uh, until you till you get to the other side. But it's gonna be another interesting conversation because I feel like this is as much as I think Eternals divided people. I think this is gonna be another step in that direction because it's like, do you like Sam Raimi or not? That's well, basically what this movie comes down to. Well, do you enjoy what Sam Raimi does? If you do, you're going to love it. If you don't, you're going to be like, what the fuck did I just watch? Because that was just like... What's uh, funny is I keep telling people who haven't seen it yet. I'm like, have y'all seen Drag Me to Hell? Go right. go see that. And then come on back. Yeah. I feel like we finally reached a point the last couple of years where it's the complaint that everyone had about the mcu coming up which i do understand why they had to do it this way but the yeah. man it's just like a paint by numbers you know you bring in a director make them make the same film like i understood that complaint i, I would disagree a little bit but but overall yeah okay sure kevin Feige wasn't gonna let y'all mess up his money Mm-mm. that makes <laughs> sense but the freedom they're giving these directors now we're like these are genre films that are masquerading as comic book films yeah. This is like a beautiful level of freedom that I didn't expect from the MCU. And even, you know, like Moon Knight, um, WandaVision, mm-hmm. like yeah. they're literally letting these people come in and be like, man, come up with your own concept within the universe. We'll make sure it can fit in, but do your thing. And, yeah. you know, I thought this, this, this was an interesting film because, um, uh, and it made me think of y'all because it was like, um, America Ch- uh, Chavez is kind of like, the 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 person that white people are gonna save it's like <laughs> white people white people must are trying to save her the whole film you know yeah. <laughs> even in the, in the, the end lesson becomes she needs to believe in herself and she can kind of do it on her own but it was it did kind of have those vibes of like oh man this is kind of a film about white saviors well and it's interesting too <laughs> because i mean we did the original doctor strange and that definitely had more more overt white savior uh yeah, vibes oh, than, yes. than this did but also like People There's were a making... sincere lack of Tilda Swinton here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, oh yeah, you can tell, you can tell they <laughs> they took the notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because people people were making this connection. I didn't get so deep into it as other people did, yeah. but like when you break it down, it's a movie about uh, a white woman trying to suck the life force out of a Latinx teenager to like <laughs> keep her yeah. own, keep, keep her, her own kids alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just to like keep the white race going. It's just like, ooh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Karen, what did you think about it? Uh, for me, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I think, uh, yes, this is going to be a hot button topic because I think out of all of the Marvel movies, there's two things. One, this is the fastest paced Marvel movie. It starts it in the middle. <laughs> I love that. Yes, yeah, so. And the, and the thing is, now Chummy Funny, so many people are used to consuming things at home now. So when they go to the movie theaters, they, they forget that you almost have to zone everything out and actually watch and pay attention. So a lot of people have to, I think some people need to get their attention spans back mm-hmm. up to actually sitting for, for long periods of time and watching movies. So when they come in, this movie didn't allow you to munch and eat popcorn and be like, and, and, and whisper to your kids. Like you literally had to be watching the screen the whole time. And so, it's the most fastest pace, which I didn't have a problem with. And also, I think for a lot of people, we're getting to that point now. A lot of the complaints that people have, particularly with DC, is why do you keep explaining? That was like, fuck it, we're not explaining. No. And then, and so you don't, so if you have not been watching the other things, this is on you. 
<laughs> and so a lot of people are being punished because they have not been watching the other things. Not me punishing a bad way. Things happen and they don't know the connections and they can't like, like, like they understand, but they don't get the full understanding. Why? Because you're doing comic books. That's how comic books is. If you go back, you read this branch, you read that branch, you read this branch. Then when something happens, you go, Oh, I see why this thing is important. And so. I think for a lot of people, they're feeling quote unquote left out now for, for, for that reason. Like I said, I don't mind. I haven't read the comic book. So to me, this is my comic book. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, somebody show up. I don't know. I was like, I don't know, but you know what I do know? Uh, the, the Kane, Kevin Feige gonna tell me sooner or <laughs> later. They're gonna matter sooner or <laughs> later. So I'm not questioning it. Ooh, they somebody special. That's all I need to know. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I think my initial thought was like, damn, Edgar Wright has to be pissed. Because <laughs> if, if Yo came along just a few years later with his Ant Man yeah. movie, they would have said, "Do whatever the fuck you want to do, man. Just go nuts." Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's real interesting to see, just because again, I love Sam Raimi. It felt like there was some push, and this is the same thing with the Eternals, right? It felt like there was some push and pull where, like, Marvel was like, "Make sure X, Y, and Z happens," right? You know, right. like we got to do these things, but otherwise, do your own thing. And so there's some parts where it feels like this was a Marvel mandated, we got to get this part in. And then the rest of it was just like, yeah, but what if Doctor Strange was a zombie and like was yeah, like right. melting away? <laughs> like, but all that's this also other the coolest really... thing. That, I think yeah, that's yeah, the coolest yeah. thing about like the last 30 minutes of it, which is kind of where everything co- kind of goes balls to the wall. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the middle is definitely saturated with that whole, we got to get this thing in, we have to have this yeah. scene here, we have to have this scene here. But really, it barrels towards a finale that's mostly sam raimi just like right. throwing his stuff people around like, blood all over the place and like those are the things yeah. that i wanted to see you know and like i i feel like the things they tell you as a director like you need to do this mm-hmm. it's it, we do need them to do it because yeah. like overall i don't want to come watch this movie and it'd be completely separate from the rest of the universe and it feels like well, what the fuck was the point of that? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's one of the things I don't like about some of the DC properties. They'll do like these else worlds that are so disconnected from everything you've watched that you're like, there's like world building elements missing mm. where you're like, wait, this Batman shoots people? What <laughs> did we cover? Did he have a different origin? Like, why does he shoot people? That, that seems like a pretty, like something you would want to bring up. Uh, yes, there are so rules. I, there are rules we do have to follow when we do these yeah, things. Yeah, and so, and I get it because, you know, this shit is that big at this point. For sure. <laughs> that they're really like, hey man, we really can't, like, and they have the kind of fans that would be like, hey, in this, uh, movie, you know, Doctor Strange did blank, but then in this movie, he did the opposite and y'all said he wouldn't do, like, y'all need to explain it, blah, 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 because people are so anal retentive about these right. characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we just talked about Game of Thrones. It feels like you get one bad thing now <laughs> and people are out. Yeah. You know, I, I know people that didn't like Eternals and are like now like, you know, Marvel movies ain't that good. And I'm like, so wait, you think, let's say you didn't like that movie. One out of 25 and you're out? <laughs> like, yeah. there's like, there's a whole different level of scrutiny that they have to be prepared for. But yeah, I, I did enjoy it. And also the last thing I'll say, some of the stuff they wedge in is stuff that's like uh stuff i really want to see like america chavez is a character i really want to see you know what i mean like a lot of times the stuff that feels wedged in is diversity and inclusion Mm -hmm. because they do have to wedge that in because no one was 
no one was planning for that <laughs> when they made iron man nope so they're like all right we want to we need more women all right let's, we gotta get more women in yeah. here how are we gonna do it well it's gonna be wedged in yeah so what we're gonna do is give the origin story of blank in the middle of this movie fine let's do it you know yeah terrence howard certainly wasn't planning for that because he thought that uh, Your boy. <laughs> it was gonna turn out different for him Your boy <laughs> himself. if they could just get if he was cool it would be so dope if they just had one multiverse that was him. <laughs> like, it's, it's if funny. he was cool with it. I don't think he, he doesn't seem like the type to be cool with it. Mm-hmm. But that, like, what would, there's nothing that can make me think, like, maybe Terrence Howard is cooler than I thought he was. Yeah. Than him wearing the fucking, that art, that, that machine armor, that war machine armor in one of these Elseworld yeah. ass, like, movies. That nigga has his own mask. He is not long for the Marvel <laughs> Universe. Yeah. <laughs> He will sit there and yeah. tell you about. Did you know the Earth is measured in exactly. fats? But I bet you though, if that if his math added up with that bag, he would say, <laughs> "Yeah, hmm. like I don't know." Like, <laughs> yeah, you talking about Edgar Wright kicking himself? I'm like Terrence Howard every day watching these Marvel movies. Like, I could have been. I could have been, been that. I could have been Falcon. I could have been me. I could have been they Iron Man. Pay him like Don <laughs> money. Iron Man, but like they like if they could just break him off like a little bit of money. And he just was like on the Illuminati getting killed. That would have been the funniest thing oh, yeah. in the world. Look, I would have, I would have loved Iron Man. Iron Man. Listen, <laughs> Listen Doctor Strange, man. You got to, you you got have to, to stop one to Maximoff, man. Come on. <laughs> That'd have been great. Yes. Yes. Well, let's let's get into another type of magical. Because uh, we've got a magical Negro <laughs> and uh, a bunch of other things going on in this week's movie. Tell us, what, what movie, Roddy Karen, did we watch this week? Uh, we watched Mr. Church starring Eddie Murphy. And uh, speaking of moms, a lot of white motherhood mm. uh, all throughout this movie. It's a 2016 drama. And uh, if you've got streaming services, you can catch it, I believe, on Stars. Oh, but if not, you got to go buy it. I had to go yeah. buy it because I already used my sorry. I already used my Stars free trial for a <laughs> oh, for yeah, we're, so movie. Sorry. we're going through these free trials on this podcast. Yeah, I'm a, I actually I'm canceling my stars after we're done recording right now. When I when I first watched this in 2016, it was on Amazon Prime, and you could just watch it for oh, free. Boy. So when you emailed about like pick from these movies, blah, blah blah, I did not realize that you couldn't just go watch it on Prime. And I was planning to rewatch before we did this, and then it was last night I discovered. Oh no, I made people go pay money to see this bullshit. I'm so sorry. Guys. We've we've been through it before. Also, I mean this this podcast is our choice, so we've uh, we know yes. we know how it goes sometimes. It's a voluntary investment. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Uh, well, so. Like you said, Mr. Church is a movie in 2016, directed by one uh, Bruce Beresford, who you might know from Driving Miss Daisy. Repeat uh, Offender yeah. over here. You can tell. <laughs> you, you can, can tell. tell when you watch the movie. Oh, my God. Um, mm. It is written by Susan McMartin. We're going to get into the veracity and the truth of uh, a lot of this film because it's based on a short story that she wrote called The Cook Who Came to Live With Us, which is loosely loosely based on her life and uh the life of one mr church uh because she she has said uh that this is not a hundred percent true she did change some things 
uh, in a way that I've, I'm just very confused about what is and what isn't true. But anyways, yeah, this movie stars Eddie Murphy, uh, Burt Robertson, Xavier Samuel, Lucy Fry, uh, Christian Madsen. Um, and it had a budget of $8 million. Uh, I have wow. to imagine $4 million of that was just Eddie Murphy. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. I was like, where did, I, where did $8 million go? But then the box office was $685,780. So it did not even make a million. Didn't even crack one of them millions. Huge flop. It's also the first movie that Eddie Murphy made in four years after, uh, I want to get this right, I think it was A Thousand Words. Is that the name of that film? Yeah. Um, that movie flopped too. So, you know, Eddie wasn't on a run at that point. <laughs> he, had, he had done a lot of Meet Dave's and uh, other films that just were not popping. And then pulled a Magic Johnson and said, wait a minute, I'm Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I would just go home. I would just go home and chill and be Eddie Murphy. Yep. And that's enough. Uh, but this is a movie that somehow brought him back to film. Uh mm. Go figure. Um, yeah. But I am going to attempt to break this movie down in five minutes. Yeah, let's get it popping. Let me get my timer out. Cameron, if you want to, yeah, give me that. Um, boy, oh boy. There's not uh, a lot well, to it. So, I mean, I think I can do it. But There actually isn't. I think you might be good for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Five, four, three, two. All right. Well, Mr. Church starts off in 1971, I think. Uh, and the first scene is just it's Eddie Murphy in the kitchen cooking. A little white girl comes out, sees him, runs back to her mom's room, and basically says, Mom, there's a nigger in our house that's cooking eggs. <laughs> she is very confused. <laughs> He's <laughs> but, not wrong. <laughs> but it, it turns out it's just Mr. Church. It's Eddie Murphy who, in a weird confluence of, of things, I don't, I, I really don't understand what was happening, but for, as far as I could tell, uh, the mom was sleeping with a dude who was married, and so they couldn't be together. But she also, as we come to learn, has cancer. And so he gave Mr. Church a lifetime salary to go over to this woman's house and cook for her and like be basically like a like a nurse, even though he's not a nurse. Uh, and so he 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 comes in. You know, he's he's helping this family out. At first, the little girl is not not interested. Little girl, Charlotte or Charlie. Uh, she's she, she goes to school and like explicitly tells everybody that she's got a black cook, not just a yeah. cook, but a black cook. Yeah. Uh, as like it's it's a it's the worst thing that could have happened to her. Um, <laughs> and, you know, she's she's very standoffish at first. Mr. Church is cooking grits. Her white sensibilities won't allow it. She doesn't want to try it. She <laughs> is, is like, I don't want to eat this food. But then, you know, the food is so bomb. He's got secrets in his food, apparently. <laughs> um, and so she slowly comes around. The mom comes around. Mr. Church is starting a library in their house and, uh, you know, all these other things. But the But the mom only had six months to live, except she lives a lot longer than that, right? And so she makes it, I think, another six years. Um, and Mr. Church, instead of ending his six months with the family and moving on with his life, as most people would have, decided to stick around <laughs> for six more years and basically help this family in every single way. He's lending Charlie all the classic books and, like, you know, helping the mom take baths and take care of herself. And one night, Charlie comes up to Mr. Church when he's leaving and says, hey, 
tell me about your life. Tell me who you are. I want to know more about you. Do you have a girlfriend? All this stuff. And Eddie Murphy says, shut the fuck up. (laughs) 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 I give every single moment of my life to this family, except for the time that I have alone. Just please let me have that little white girl. Let me have some, some piece of myself. Um, And that's kind of where they leave it. You know, she never really learns more about Mr. Church as she's growing up, but she does get convinced to go to prom with some kid that just plays basketball at her school. He asks her out. She doesn't want to go to prom because she's got to watch after her mom, but her mom makes her a promise that she'll live to see her prom day. Uh, And she does. But then shortly after that, she dies. And so, you know, Charlie is like, what am I going to do with my life now? But she's got Mr. Church. And he continues to look after her and raise her until she's ready to go to college. And and maybe the most magical Negro scene of the movie, Mr. Church somehow has saved college tuition from coupons. <laughs> <laughs> enough to send... Told you how cheap college was back then. <laughs> enough, enough to send this white girl, not just to college, but out-of-state tuition to Boston University. Yep. Um, and so... I can't tell if it was for a year or four years or whatever, but she gets in her car, she goes to Boston and soon she feels, she finds that, you know, college isn't really doing it for her. She wants to come home. She also has gotten pregnant. And so she, she comes back. She hasn't written Mr. Church in a while, but I guess she just shows up at his house and starts living with him. Uh, and just moves in, doesn't have a job, isn't paying rent, just living in this house, pregnant, um, but she's, she can't help herself. She still knows you. She still wants to know about Mr. Church. She starts going through his stuff. Mr. Church again, tells her to get the fuck out of his house. He also comes home drunk sometimes. And we just see him like having, I guess, a weird drunken flashbacks to his father and his childhood. And he's using all kinds of, uh, homophobic slurs and other things. I can't really tell what's going on with him, but eventually Charlie gets kicked out and then meets like the the alcoholic dude who used to ride the bus with her and she's having a conversation with him and lo and behold a skateboarder smashes into her (laughs) in a parking lot (laughs) i thought she was going to have a miscarriage but luckily the drunk uh homeless guy drives her to it's a whole he gets a whole arc where he like overcomes his his uh tragedy of having gotten to a car accident and drives her to the hospital so she can have a baby um, You're almost there. I'm almost. I'm almost done. Uh, so she, she has the baby, and then just again continues to live with Mr. Church. Apparently, this baby has given him a whole new outlook on life, and so he is like helping her raise the child, helping her uh, get along in life. But who gets sick? It's Mr. Church. You know, something's happening to him. He's dying. But now it's her turn to take care of Mr. Church, and apparently it's so easy because having watched Mr. Church cook. For all these years, she knows how to cook. Having watched Mr. Church uh, play piano, she knows how to play piano now. Uh, And she guides Mr. Church and and helps him towards the end of his life. Um, And then takes it upon herself to, A, live in this fucking house (laughs) (laughs) after he dies and then write his life story uh, after he's passed. And that's... And sell it. In the movie that you're watching, yes, and that's that's Mr. Church, more or less. Yes, boo, boo it's to this movie. It's about how white women vultured this entire man's life. Now, I have it took everything. I have a theory that Mr. Church is a is actually a horror movie, but before I get to that, I want to hear. 
I want to hear it's it. about it's about parasites. It's about white parasites <laughs> that take over your entire fucking existence <laughs> until you are erased from history and they own your story. Can I can I just say that I th- today is Mother's Day, by the way, and I, I woke up and I wanted to call my mom. I wanted to you know wish her a happy Mother's Day. Tell tell her all the beautiful things that you know she did to take care of me. And what she do? She told me that she has seen this movie multiple times. She said no. she's seen it more than three times. What kind of hurt? Kind of, <laughs> just pain, just pain. Mm-hmm. It, it worried me. It worried me. And then I proceeded to watch this movie, and now I'm here to talk about it. And I'm, yeah. I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm so angry. I'm sorry to hear that, man. <laughs> that's how I started my mother's day. That's how I. That's how I interacted with my mom today. Mm. Shout out all the moms. Shout out. Uh, well, yeah, let's just go around quickly uh, and, and get just initial reactions about Mr. Church. Uh, Karen, you want to start? <laughs> when the movie ended. Because uh, like I said, I had, I had a lot of questions. Don't get me wrong. But when the movie ended, I was like, that's a sweet story. And then I thought about it. I was like, I have a lot of questions about Mr. Church. Like... <laughs> That the movie wasn't interested in answer for you at all. No, it was not. The movie name Mr. Church is not about Mr. Mm. Church at all. It is. I was like, where did he come from? Oh, I had God. I had that very thought. There's a, the scene in the middle of the movie where she's at her prom and she's dancing. I'm like, so she's dancing with her, her beau or whoever she was interested in. And all these extras had to come up to the set, dance around. On a movie called Mr. Church starring Eddie Murphy, and none of these people met Miss, Mr. Murphy. None of these people <laughs> Not one of them. knew Eddie Murphy was in this movie. They were just dancing around, hanging with this white girl. And there are multiple scenes where people just showed up to be in a movie with Eddie Murphy called Mr. Church and never saw his face at all. Nope. Mm-mm. And where's the racism? You mean to tell me this little white girl go around in the seventies talking about it's it's a black man at my house and nobody questioned and nobody sent the police, <laughs> nobody try to figure out what's going on, nobody see them walking together like nigga, <laughs> none of this is happening in this movie. Like I had a lot of questions. That must her, have happened on his time. Her characters, <laughs> her characters' first lines are: "There's a black man in my kitchen." Like she's inherently racist from the start. Her mom's obviously not. So where did she right. learn the bullshit? I'm like, I don't know. She's telling people at school. She's telling people at like, school. She's like, there's a black man making grits in my kitchen. I'm confused and scared. And she wouldn't, she wouldn't eat his food and made him feel bad about making it yeah. for years. Like, this is a horror story. It's a nightmare. <laughs> this man they, is captured. He's going Apple Jacks. Bitch, Apple Jacks. He's cooking a full-fledged. They siphon, they siphon the life out of this black man who gave them everything and it's even worse than jordan was saying because this man we find out only got enough money for like six months with these white women everything else came out of his pocket boom he provided for them out of his out of he gave these white women all his money then they took his house and took his <laughs> What the fuck kind of movie is this? <laughs> did he will it to him? I was like, did That's he will you the like, house? You yes, can't, you yes, can't do you can't that. Just, you can't just live in somebody's house they after they die. don't even have a will The police leading. will come and get you. Like, right. is she paying the property tax? Is she just like living in this man's house? Because the thing about it, there's so much nebulous stuff about this movie that they never fully explain. Well, he, he says he got a lifetime salary. 
I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means he got a lump sum, if he got like $10 million. Was it good money? Yeah. Yeah. Or if he's getting like every week, month, year, he's getting X amount of money from this. Because the dude who gave it to him also apparently died is what I'm led to believe. Mm -hmm. So he's just getting money out of this trust or account. Because then he also says there was a separate account, like you were saying, that was set up for six months that he was taking groceries and other things out Mm -hmm. of. And so like he is providing and not just like when this girl is growing up, she comes back and it's like, all right, if you're visiting somebody, you're hanging out at their house, you know what I mean? Like, okay, cool. Come through, kick it. I've budgeted it out that we're going to like eat and like hang out together. She's there for what I think was supposed to be only a, f- a few days, and it turns into right. the rest of her rest life. Of life. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yo. This is like when white people tell you about their black friend and you realize as you're talking to them, that black person is not their friend. Like, they don't know it. <laughs> yeah, but they're they like, like, Mr. You. Church was like a father figure to me. And he's like, that's not what happened. No. <laughs> you didn't even know about Jellies, so that tells you something. Yeah. yeah. Jelly showed up at the funeral and was like, who are these white people? <laughs> I Jelly, love it. Oh, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, Jelly, I think, is literally the only other black person with dialogue in this movie. And yes. he comes in uh, at There the is end. one black, that's her black roommate. Oh, her black college. roommate. Did she say anything? That says, though? Let's go to the party. Boom. <laughs> That's her one. Girl, we got to go to the party. It was like, oh God. What's funny about this movie is it so uh Charlie's narration is based it, it, by the way, it's maybe one of the worst narrations in all of film. I'm talking about all yes. of film. All of the <laughs> movies. She got she took the kid. It's terrible. And she narrates everything, by the way. Yeah. She narrates like what that the, the guy kissed her and she was like and yeah. i was kissed and i knew that day i'm yeah. like shut up enjoy it it's like if one of years was terrible <laughs> but it's exactly. also like that's that that's this it's such a movie yeah, it's like her future self talking to the, about the past and then like the stuff they think is like clever and cute isn't you know where it's like mr church could have been anything right but he chose to cook. No. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That she's narrating this from the perspective of like, oh, Mr. Church was adorable and this man kissed me and then I went to college and I became a woman and it's like, you know there's like other people in the world besides you, bitch. Yes. Like that, like, right. are, yes. you, like no. Mr. Church had complete different opinions of you. Like and other people had different opinions of you. That, that boy probably like maybe asked out another girl and got, you know, turned down. There's other things that happened to other people besides mm-hmm. you and she makes yes. it so narrow centered yeah and i love the way she yada 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 across the stuff i didn't ask and he didn't ask me and we just never talked about it again. i was like this don't make no sense what? That's, what? that's every black person at work <laughs> that's just a work friend really like the, the way mr church treats it was like she was like tell me about your life she's like bitch no no right. i'm going home Stop. and it's not none of your business and I just want to go to the gay club and play some motherfucking piano <laughs> and you keep trying to follow me and shit. <laughs> like, I don't get I it. I gave but, you all but, my books. I make you anything you want. Like, this nigga was a magician in the kitchen. Come on. He, then, he could cook, sew clothes, play piano. And then the narration kicks in. And then he told me to leave him alone. Look, like, yes, right. exactly. Right. Exactly. 
It's like, and I did. Yes, because he had to threaten <laughs> he you. He had to yell at you. Like, he didn't want to have to do that, man. And then, like, at one point, because I, I was rooting for Mr. Church. So. <laughs> Weren't we all? Get away! They escaped! There's a point in the movie where he kicks her out the house, and I'm like, finally. He can just go back to living his life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he just. He just want to be a introverted gay man that <laughs> that that lives alone. He was doing fine. They she had went to college. Like he thought his he was job out. Was over. <laughs> you know, like and she come back pregnant. Like, listen, I just need to be here for a few days. And I said, she's never gonna leave, Mister Church. Don't let her do it. <laughs> he stays. <laughs> and then he finally goes, okay, listen, get out, man. You keep asking me about shit. You see, I'm clearly fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he relents when he goes to the hospital i said oh no she got him she got that's him. it look so here, <laughs> here's my horror movie theory right because it's like mr church like sam raimi us do it do yeah it. like so like mr church mm-hmm. think about it from mr church's perspective i don't they keep saying that line over and over again about mr church could have been anything and i was just mm-hmm. like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> because you know what that means right i th- the the other thing, just quick sidebar. This is a movie that time doesn't mean anything because every mm-hmm. actor is the same. It's the same actor from multiple right. ages. So the girl who plays Except Charlie, for the little girl, yes, she grows up. She's she's at, at once she's like small. She's like ten, right? And then she's like sixteen. But then yeah, she's 16, like seventeen. Then she's from sixteen to like thirty forty five. Yeah. She's just the same. She's age. the same actress, and like the yeah. her her. The guy she went on to prom with is the same age. The yes. uh, the the alcoholic, alcoholic dude, dude, same. Mm-hmm. Mr. Church, Eddie Murphy's the only one that that has just the worst aged makeup. Yeah, they just <laughs> grade him. They grade his hair. They didn't put no wrinkles in his face. Nah, yep. they, right. they gave him the. They gave him the. Um, Morgan Freeman from Driving Miss Daisy. It's the same. That's the same yes. logic that they applied to this. They were just like, they're just a little. There's older, no. You know? black don't crack, so we just give the gray hair. There's no subtlety, like. That like the when he comes home drunk, it's like he's practically yelling like, "My father kicked me out the house because I was gay, and they just own me, and that's why I don't talk to my family." And y'all are the replacement for the family I never had. But it's also me, that's why I let these white women stay here. It's also abrupt because like the first act of the movie, the first like hour of the movie is so like, and then Mr. Church made me grits and I ate them up. Nom nom nom, and then like right. the, the next act is like. Get out of the house, and I'm like, right. whoa, 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 whoa. Out of hey, nowhere. I wish chill. he would have been like... Calm down, I wish, movie. Also, I don't believe that he was that angry, but didn't bring up them white people standing in his house. 100%. Like, it, like, I, like, okay, sure, he got drunk. He he talks too much when he's drunk. But he don't be like, and these white bitches eating up all my grits. Like, he don't never say nothing like that. That doesn't make he sense. He didn't get mad. I sacrificed and sent her to school. She come back pregnant. Right. Close your legs, hussy. Well, like, if he's that type of black dude, if, he Apparently would so, right. Hold, hold on, hold on. She, she doesn't just come back pregnant. She stopped writing him. Yes. For a yes. long period of time and then came back after the showed fact. Showed up. You this know before I mean? the internet. She just showed she, up she at his crib like, hey, Mr. Church. I know, I know like, we haven't messaged in a couple years, but I've come to stay. Yeah, but I'm now <laughs> right. at your house unannounced. So, oh my God. so that's what I was saying. So from Mr. Church's perspective, again, I just try I have to extrapolate in my own mind. I'm going to assume Mr. Church when the movie starts is like 
late 30s and his 40s i don't know how old he's supposed to be Mm -hmm. but so if that's the 70s he grew up in like the 40s 50s you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so like the idea that mr church could have been anything is bullshit because i don't think if mr church could have been anything but he chose to cook why doesn't he have a restaurant why isn't he a caterer why isn't he he didn't choose to cook for your white family that wasn't what he dreamed of doing with his life so he's probably out here cooking for white people it's a steady gig this dude Mm -hmm. tells him yo i'm gonna pay you a lifetime salary again i don't know what that means but he agrees to it for six months of work so he's probably like bet look I get right. six months in and then I'm out. I don't have to do shit again. I can work if I want to, or I could just, you know, buy, he could, he buys a nice modest home in the LA mm-hmm. suburbs and he's just chilling. Right. So six months, it's probably more than he bargained for because it's like, Oh, also oh, this woman has cancer. So I got to like do all this extra stuff. But yeah. six months comes around. I don't think he's just like, and she's dead. <laughs> <You're looking laughs> at the clock. But it's probably just like, all right, bet six months and I'm out. Okay, but this yeah. is, but this okay, but now it's seven. It's eight. It's it's a year. It's oh shit. You know what it's I mean? six like years. I gotta I gotta keep going. So like six years. Now he's kind of been sucked into this family. He can't leave. You know what I mean? And then it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh okay, she's going off to college. Great, I've done. I did it. You know what I mean? And it's like it's like when you kill Jason, and then Jason comes back. It's like God damn it. You know what I mean? Like I thought <laughs> I thought it was over. She's she's coming out of Crystal Lake again. She's here. She's pregnant. I can't just kick her out the house. You know what I mean? And now she's like she's like you're saying she's sucking the life out of me. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah. invading. And then like ev- only white people could conceive of this as a, a altruistic story. You know. <laughs> oh. of, I took care of him for the last three weeks of his life, so it's like we both took care of each other. It's like, no, no, no. this man raised you. You're not his kid. Well, I mean, honestly, then, before I found out that he was like a gay man, the closeted gay man yeah. who had this whole other life, I thought he possibly had a wife, a kid, like a whole yeah. life that he had to take care of also. Like, nope. you know, like most black people throughout no. history. Yeah. <laughs> he is, he is, We I think we called... Um, Morgan Freeman and, and Driving Miss Daisy, like the Aleister Crowley of Magical Negroes. I think that he's mm. like, Mr. Church is like the Merlin of Magical Negroes, right? It's just like mm. this this level of like everything, everything. Like he can do anything. Yeah. He could do anything. And he does it without but anything in return. But he chose to take care of these white women. He just does it out of the goodness of his heart. But then yeah. it's like, when you look at his life and all this, because here's the thing that we talk about. We talked about with The Help. We talked about with Driving Miss mm-hmm. Daisy. We talked about a lot of these other movies. This is a movie, again, loosely based on a true story in which mm-hmm. a black person is working in service to white people. Like as a domestic. As a domestic. And so there's no look at the other side of like, like you were saying, Rod. I don't have a choice. You know what I mean? Like you're acting as if like we're friends because we work together. That's not how that goes. And this is not even a work. <laughs> this is even like you're, right. like a coworker situation. Like you literally are paying my, you are how I eat and how I live. So like, I can't come right. in here and have a bad day, have a, mm-hmm. have, have, right. have, you know, something's going on in my life. I have to just smile and make your, you know, filet mignon for you and just like, clean your house up and just check out a book from my library that you don't have to pay for you know what i mean and it's just i think low-key he was ashamed well that's the thing like he because like why wouldn't he have told the people at the club 
that about these women or just even what he does for a living no yeah. the dude was like i just thought he was like a classical pianist or some shit it's like <laughs> yeah because he was like i don't want to tell no black people what i'm doing yeah. with my free time right. we will clearly, tell you you you're doing wrong we will tell you yeah, get out of there taught me out of this shit <laughs> get, a out of the house. Ago. get out of the house mr church <laughs> yeah <laughs> they gonna take you know them white women gonna take your house they like, will what? kill you literally <laughs> that's what happened she you know? po- they probably poisoned him <laughs> she moved in her, ca- her child got a little bit grown she started poisoning his food slowly and then <laughs> took his house that's the real ending oh and i know one thing i'm black and i've been raised by old black people and i'm trying to tell you one thing a pinch of this a nibble of this a dash of that that shit don't work she act like she picked that that's shit what up I'm saying. oh my god get the hell out of here she was like i watched mr cook, cook church for years i watched him cook so it was like i just took over the cookie i i wanted her daughter to spit that shit out but she was like, <laughs> it's just like, I want, no, 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 no. I wanted jelly at the end, which she was like, this is Mr. Church's recipe. And it's like, there's no seasoning in this. What did you do? <laughs> there's that, there's that scene, there's that scene. Why is there in here? The dressing at, the dressing at Thanksgiving ain't been the same since my grandma died. Right? And, it, and it's because of that. It's because, you know, it don't matter if you watch or make it your whole no. life. You ain't never going to get the pinch and the dash and the handful right. I literally, I was watching this movie right here and I saw uh, there was that scene where the where Charlotte's daughter is like sprinkling Mr. Church's recipe on into there. Yeah. And he's like, go ahead and put some spices in there. And I was like, more. Right. <laughs> yeah. More. And that was like, you know, that was like white people's perception of it. He said, put some spices in there. She was like, some spices. Salt. She gave it this little like tiny. She gave it this tiny little baby-handed sprinkle pop. I was like, you need they should have turned. They should have let. They, he should have been like, "Good job, baby." And then when she turned around, he put some oil. <laughs> <in there. laughs> uh, she tried. She said, "Lowry's." Is that yeah. what? <laughs> if, if black people, if black people made this movie, that's what we would have done. We would have shown yeah. Mr. Church turn around, and be like, "All right, put a little mm-hmm. bit more rosemary in there, yeah. put a little bit more thyme in there." Yeah. Right, cilantro. That's the seasoning of them. It's a. It's just we don't know. We we in this movie knowing nothing about Mr. Church. No. Oh my at god! All. Like everything we know about Mr. Church, we have to infer. Mr. He's Church still a mystery at the end of the movie. He He's leaves her. He leaves her a shoebox yes. about his life and a letter written to her. And we and never. Like, go you don't even the look box. through the shit. What? Mm-hmm. I saw like, here's the part for me. <laughs> You can have everything. Please write about my story and profit off of it. Well, the end. My nigga had like a picture of him and his mom in a bus ticket talking about right. explain right. my life. I'm like, what? what life? She can you imagine? She came to his house after he saved coupons for years and drops out of college. <laughs> Oh right! To live in his, like, like he the one saved her college money with them damn coupons, and she's just like, I don't have time anymore. I'm not interested. Any other anymore. black person would have been pocketing that money and got them a Cadillac, or any black and, child would have been killed for returning home. Like, I'm done with college, Dad. Right, the college oh, you saved up your entire life for, I don't think it's for me. It's been different. They'd be like, "Yeah, I had a baby, but you know what? I showed enough in the school." Yes, yeah, you gotta be on your ass. Every oh, day. 100%. He, I do like that. Sometimes he was shady. I assume he improvised these lines, Eddie Murphy. Mm. But like when she's like, "Um, you smoking outside, Mister Church?" And he's like, "I do now," because <laughs> it's like your pregnant ass is in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's the funny thing. I think it could have 
Well, maybe this uh, is a little bit for our reimagining where it could have used a little bit more Eddie Murphy's ness. Well, yes. Eddie Eddie has said, you know, I watched a, a couple of like press tour things that he was doing, and he said that he would come to the director, Beresford, was just like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if, or like, I have an idea for this, and Beresford would be like, that's great, that doesn't work for this movie. You know what I mean? Like, that is funny, mm. but like, that's not the kind of movie that we're trying to make. And so I think any, yeah. like, because let's, let's talk about two things, right? This is yeah. Eddie Murphy's first movie in four years, you know, after 2011. And he says that he made this movie. I can't, it's, it's so weird, you know, because a lot of the, the, the behind the scenes and the press stuff for this is just kind of just like very vague wording. He says that he read the script and he cried and that, this was an opportunity for him to do something that he hadn't done before. You know what I mean? Like do a play a different kind of role, a different kind of character. And so you can see, uh, I immediately thought, well, didn't you do dream girls? But then after that, I was like, you can see that he's got actual dramatic chops. Like, like a lot of comedians, like I think Eddie Murphy could play serious. Is he, would he be a transcendent actor? I don't know, but like, he could do a drama or two. You know, I, like, you I know. still remember the scene in Dreamgirls where he looked up doing that co- line of cocaine and he was like, you don't need to do that. And he looked up and looked back at that bowl and I was like, damn, I, that's a whole life. That's a life yeah. lived in one, in like less than 30 seconds. So don't tell me that he can't do it. <laughs> he, he certainly can. He certainly can be a great dramatic actor. But certainly. he didn't have anything to do in this movie. Whoa. He comes in, he cooks food, he like does, you know, the Eddie Murphy smile and those like dumb montages where they're just like looking at the food and looking at each other and like mugging for the camera. Um, <sighs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes he's got to play a drunk, which was like, this is just Eddie Murphy. <laughs> just that, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> they probably just said, Eddie, Eddie, here's the conceit. You know, go yeah, go and in. You know what? It it was a lot of, and they don't have to say anything at all. And she looks at him. I was like, yeah, because he didn't. I, we don't know anything about. I him. would say yeah. that was the first time she probably realized he was black <laughs> when he came in. <laughs> when he came home, she was like, she was like, oh my god, oh, oh. my god. <laughs> well, we well, shit, we know she knew he was black from when she was a little girl. <laughs> she wanted everybody to know he was black. So, I don't know why so she wanted everybody to know, but black man is a my big house. deal to her. <laughs> Yeah, she she literally just the way she said it for that first like three scenes, where she's like, he's, and he's black too. Oh, my God, <laughs> look at the shout out to the alcoholic dude. That alcoholic dude was like, uh, the, or the kid that grows up to be alcoholic. He's like, man, I love for somebody to cook for me. <laughs> oh, no, she he wasn't even thinking about the black part. He but was she like, was like, no, he's a cook. He's a nigger. Right. Y'all gotta cook. You don't grits? understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you say grits. With parsley in them, but, and he's like, "But you didn't say they were they were prepared by black hands, my friend." <laughs> right, and her other and the other thing is she ain't had no room to judge. Y'all broke, yeah. Like Boom. kept going over how her and this other white girl in town were the only two broke white girls in town, and it was like, and you got the fucking nerve, the yeah. audacity to be mad at this librarian that comes to your house and cooks books and teaches your ass how to read. <laughs> oh, then she was, What's wrong she with She was you? mad at her friend who came up and was rich and was living a life in yeah. New York. She was like, all you care about is money. And I was like, well, if you were poor for all of your life and suddenly you were shopping on Fifth Avenue like it was nothing, like, come and on. And I need to cook in my house. Right. <laughs> 
Well, you I can, aspire you, to be you. You can see. You can right. see. She said the second that Poppy knew there was a cook, she was over every day. Shout yeah, out Poppy. Right. Poppy's a real one because she knew it was up. She, Poppy a real. She was like, right. look. She, she came with that sandwich and she was like, bitch, this is not grilled cheese. This has got like real pastrami in it. Like what tiny, the hell are you talking about? She got a tiny carrot toothpick into the... Where'd you get the tiny carrots? I didn't even know they had those. <laughs> I never thought you'd be a snob. I mean, this is Juliet style. Yeah. Yes, I'm a star. She said, she said cornbread? <laughs> tell me, still, tell me when to come gave her some, <laughs> And still gave her some diamond earrings. I know. Come on, come on. Because uh, she just nice. I, after that woman would have cussed me out at the mall, I'm like, <laughs> all I'm trying to do is get you to come up the way I came up. But you know what? Fine. I'm trying to put your Peace. ass on game. Right. Right. Mm. I'm trying to put you on to something. You looking at my life? You seen we rolled up? <laughs> you see how we do? I ain't got to steal no more, girl. I'm telling you. Yeah, I, right. I, yeah, she was stealing her sisters, know her mama shit. Yep. Right. I ain't got to steal no more, girl. This is this is it. I'm legit now. She's like, there's a black man living in my house. She's like, shut up about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to care about that. Now you want to care about that, black girl. Man. <laughs> you live with your cook. You live Let with me your, tell yeah. you something. <laughs> Well, look, so here's here's oh the other side, God. right? Because Eddie Murphy doesn't have anything to do. But then yes. he does because, like, the little hints that we get about his character, it's not explicitly said. But we're all making the assumption that he is a gay man, right? Like, yeah. they never yeah. talk about well, it explicitly. I, okay, so I feel like it's fine to make that assumption only because whoever wrote this is the least subtle motherfucker I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> like, a, a a movie with a little more class and sophistication would have hinted at him being gay without him ever just coming in and saying homophobic slurs. Yeah, and the F word out the gate? Yeah, like he was like the F word and then like, daddy, you the <laughs> F word. You can't kick me out. I'll kick you out. I'm like, okay, but y'all couldn't have like subtly hinted at maybe she finds a letter. Maybe um yeah. he just hints about like I don't why he does like I don't talk to my family or something. And we start putting the pieces together. Maybe maybe you say Jellies is exclusively a gay bar. Yeah. Like something anything, like that. They, anything. But anything that would have been better than just him coming in the room basically saying, Now that I'm drunk, guess what? I got kicked out the house because I'm gay. <laughs> and that's why I'm like this. Fuck yeah. you. But at the same time, I love making food. I love culture. I love things yeah. of culture. The you know, the books, the cooking. For white most. people. I love just doing I labor. Be, I can do anything, right? I love <laughs> doing labor for white people. That's my favorite. Because, yeah. like, there's a way to do the thing where you're saying, and, you know, you have to make assumptions, as Jordan said. There's a way to write it, though, where we're like, oh, he filled in the void mm-hmm. of losing his family to the fact that they were bigoted or homophobic Mm -hmm. and he filled it with these white women because he wanted to take care of them instead we get the over over the top drunk scenes and then one picture with them together yeah in the letter where he's like y'all gave me a family family." (laughs) like man shut up (laughs) (laughs) well because that's the thing about it right if we had seen that mr church had been you know ostracized from the community and again we're making we're making the substance that that jellies is a gay establishment you know we have no reason to believe it is it could be it could not right you know what i'm saying but this is what I had to do to make it make sense. Yeah, it, right. it could have been the black stripper joint. I don't know. Yeah, but like I mean, jellies, everything check like a bowl for the jelly up in here. But you, we don't know. You make it. You make it 
a thing where it's like, oh, I get it now, right? Because that line about he could have been anything was is already bullshit. But then if he's black right. and and gay, you know, in the in the sixties and seventies, right. where he's trying to hide who he is as a person, you know what I mean? Like that. Even in that bug story, he tells it, which end. makes no sense. Made, Somebody explain yo, that right. to me. I don't know what he's talking the, about. The story could have been something about about that, like you know, when 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 people won't let you be what you want to be you have to change and and adapt and find your own family blah blah and then we would look at the subtext in the story and be like oh so he's gay and he he wasn't allowed to fulfill his potential and so blah 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 like just change the story to something like that you know it was a caterpillar that wanted to be a blues musician you know whatever (laughs) and instead they tell that ladybug story and i'm like i don't know what that means eddie murphy and then they had a close-up of a ladybug at the end of the movie and i was like is this a theme that you wanted me to follow because i don't understand what's happening right right now i'm still looking for that ladybug (laughs) i was like is this a drug reference like what are you (laughs) talking about yeah um yeah i mean I don't, is there anything else that anybody wanted to talk about in specific? I've got a few mm. just like small notes. Um, sure. Sure. Hit, hit us with the small notes. So I feel like this is, I don't know when Taylor Swift's cover of September came out, but we need a mandate <laughs> that white women cannot sing Earth, Wind, and Fire. No mm. longer. Yeah. Because that scene where they're, they, were, scene. they were doing Earth, Wind, and Fire as they're driving from, you know, California to Boston, I was ready yeah. to turn the movie off. You know Both I mean? actresses obviously have never heard that song other than the part <laughs> they life. were supposed to sing on camera. It, Why wouldn't they just sing a white people song? Because it's not even like Mike, like Mr. Church didn't even really play black music, no. play jazz, play jazz exclusively. So like, there was no reason to think these white girls were into that music. Ooh, let me tell you why. Because it has no words like him. Just mm. cry. Just mm. you just present. Oh, it just warms your heart. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> so the other thing is just this movie is full of coincidences right so Mm -hmm. the 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 drunk guy on the bus just happens to show up when she's around like going to the store when she gets skateboarded when she gets hit when she gets hit by a skateboard and is there to drive her for his redemption he gets a redemption arc (laughs) and drives her to the hospital you know what I mean? And once again, another man redeemed by taking care of her. Yes. Oh. This, like, this whole he, movie is like, that. Yes. He's like, thank God you got blindsided with that skateboard while pregnant because that was the day I put the alcohol. Yeah. And then I'm like, what? That what? Who who what are you doing? He's like, now I gotta go dance with my wife. You have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know what I thought? I thought uh when he picked them keys up, he was gonna steal her car. He should have. I don't know what it thought yes. that. I was like, oh, yes. he's gonna steal he her out. car. Her life was too charmed for yeah. that. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> because then the only the only things bad that happened to her were all either was self inflicted. Yeah. Well, because then when Mr. Church gets sick, who's her doctor? The, 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 the her prom date from all these years ago and then right. so mr church on his deathbed reunites her with her old flame who i i guess they get back together it's not yeah. ex- it's exactly not clear. clear but like right, it's not really clear it seems like they're an item again you know to some extent Ish. so like he's only in like one scene again with her yeah like the one thing out, like, she did together. learn the one thing she learned from mr church was when that dude asked about the father of a baby and she was basically like, listen, 
Uh, <laughs> what I do on my own time is my business. So wait, so wait, 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 wait. wait. This, this theory posits that Charlotte learned to mind her own fucking business at the end of this movie. Oh no, no, no. no, no, no learn no, no, no. to tell people to mind. Oh, her learn to tell yes, other yes, people yes. to mind. Yeah, her yeah, own yeah. She didn't. No, no, no. She didn't learn to mind her own. She just learned to be like, what would Mister Church say? You know what? <laughs> Not your business. Don't worry about I, I just want to get that straight. I just want to get that straight for the listeners. Oh, for sure. Now I'm with you. I'm with you. She she never learned to mind her business. Not one second in this movie. No. <laughs> uh, well, and then final note is we always we we're, we're we've been better about it, trying to see if movies pass the Blackdale test, which is where Oof. two black people talk to each other. It doesn't happen. Black people no, have not only, yeah, only only Mr. Church. Mr. Church has a majority of the dialogue. Yeah, um, and but then, he ain't got no black friends that we. See. And they could have easily done that, people. by the way. Yeah, they could have easily taken three minutes to give us a scene inside of Jellies. Yeah, no, easily. Yeah, I wanted to see inside of Jellies. Just an easy when, three minutes of him playing the piano and people dancing, and we would have been like, "Oh, so that's what he be getting into." Okay. He he. What when we see him in front of Jellies, the one time he's talking to two girls and a bouncer. Yeah, and that's, I thought yeah. he was a pimp. We, I thought he was a pimp. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm like, sick. oh, he in a criminal. Okay, so this explains why he's so secretive. He out here doing dirty shit, and then this is his cover cooking for white women. Nope, yeah, that's, that's why he walk everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yep. that's why it was confusing to me when he came in the house screaming like homophobic slurs because I was like, wait, 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 wait. But right. you was like macking in front of jellies. Yeah, right. You had two girls on your arm. Which, and who knows? Maybe he could have been closeted. Yeah, yeah, but we never find we out because they're him. not interested in telling us anything about no. this man's life. No. The character dies of mystery. Like that's in a movie that's literally titled his name. And I did some research. It turned out they were going to title the movie his entire name. Yeah. In a in a movie about that person, I still didn't know if he was getting hoes or just complimenting Nothing. them on their nail polish. So, no. Would have been Henry Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry Church. That was his full name. Uh, Henry Church. Yeah, so they, they just the call it Henry. Well, <laughs> they might as well have named it after her, Charlotte. Also, like did, they did not. I think they overestimated my uh tolerance for white women and white children because they made that little girl insufferable she was awful she was hard like her mom was dying of cancer she's just like hurry up and die bitch god damn <laughs> she said oh, it and so like twice rude. yes right like you ain't even gonna be here for my prom i'm like what yeah. why did why do y'all think she's a sympathetic figure that i will root for later in life the whole movie i've been waiting for her to get away from this black man <laughs> <laughs> she she spends the first 20 minutes talking about i hate this guy and then but yeah. i ate that cooking and I just, she was like secretly i loved his cooking but i would never let them know i never I let a negro know <laughs> right. never give I'm a like, negro a compliment yeah, never give one out of me <laughs> All right, your mom is in the other room dying and this man is taking care of y'all and you out here like this nigger god damn it. yeah the pa- more grits the patience grits. Though, you know what i mean the patience to sit there and just watch her like look she was because she was giving him a look where she was eating the food like right. Ugh, this is Definitely gross 53 percent 53 percent behavior you know <laughs> <laughs> and then my i love poppy though because poppy came and blew up the whole little charade she was like, she was like look, mm, mm. oh what you put in this <laughs> what you put in this lemonade lady? she was like no. he's like licorice she, she was, was like licorice and lemonade yeah. mm-hmm. 
no, no. Right. Poppy came to Kiki with Mr. Church while she was sitting there. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, Crip food? Even the water is good. What you do to right. this water, Mr. Church? You don't want it, I'll eat it. Yeah. I just put a little bit of lemon juice in my water. She's like, I know oh it's my it. god. <laughs> it came in and she came in there with that. I know that ain't no wrist cracker energy. She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you right. Mm-hmm. I know that ain't no wrist cracker. Mm-hmm. She was like, Grape Poopoo? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. She blew up the whole setup because she was out there like, Well, Charlotte, give me some of yours then. You don't want it? She's like, I do want it. I will leave it alone. <laughs> well, because then when they go, Mr. Church and, and Charlie go to have an emotional like dinner together before right. she goes off to college. And he's like, I'll have Apple Jacks. You know what I mean? It's supposed right. to be an emotional thing. You don't want Apple Jacks, bro. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. nobody wants Apple Jacks. Also, a, I love, once he, again, I don't know if he freestyled this or it's in the script, <laughs> but I love the shade he threw at Apple yeah. Jacks. Yeah. Because he ate it, he was like, mm. yeah, sugar and flour. Yeah. Pretty, not Tastes no like secret apples. there. No secret. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's apples and sugar. Ain't no secret to that I bullshit. Mean, like, you, you, you wanted this over. Right. Me. Like, I, I was about to say, you wanted this. This is what you fought for, girl. Okay. Yeah. Right. Hey. Like, now, it would have been hilarious if they came to his house and he had some apple jacks <laughs> like on top of the fridge then i would have been like oh they finished that joke that okay that's cute no. that's the original no, ending of the movie comes back. she opens the cabinet and there's some apple jacks in there and then his ghost winks at her yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's the yeah. end of the movie yeah that would be hilarious <laughs> like he like apple jacks the whole time yeah no Wink. <laughs> well the last thing i have is like damn bro he really worked till he died dog my dude he really worked until he was dead. Uh, yo. <laughs> and that's supposed to be an inspirational story. You know I will not mean? forgive this movie. I no. prefer to say they worked him. To death. Yeah. Until he was dead. This is, yeah, this... he raised three generations of women. Yes. Yeah. Like he raised them white women, mm-hmm. became their fathers and grandfathers, and, and danced with the, the, the sick ones. So kind of husband. Just. And they. Uh, all, all to somebody's side chick. Yes, and they inherited his property. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like they live. Lived... Mr. Church ain't got no cousins. He ain't got he ain't no, got no, no nieces family. or nephews or nobody. Everybody hate him. Everybody just... hate him because he's gay. Even the gay cousins <laughs> in his family was like, nope. Just assume right. she could Mr. live Church. in his home after he's dead. And he like, got a nice house. And all his possessions. The house was. You nice. know, what I mean? you know that house would be expensive nowadays. He had a nice right. house in L.A. County. You gonna tell me? You gonna tell me you didn't want to hang out there? Nobody in his family wanted to hang out for the weekend. She just looked, jazz record. She just looked around. and was like, "Well, nobody's using this. I guess I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll move settle. right in." She probably moved all the stuff out of his room the next day. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I moved some things around. You know, I hope you don't mind, Mister Church. <laughs> well, let's unless anybody else has anything else, let's get into a little bit of this behind the scenes about Mister Church because. Last couple of movies, you know, I've been disappointed in the sense that I was looking around, looking for some dirt, looking for some behind the scenes, some spicy talk, and we couldn't find anything. But Mr. Church, Mr. Church provides. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. So here's the thing, right? This movie, like I said before, is loosely based on the real life story of, and this is where it gets complicated, right? So- it's the story of Susan McMartin. She, out her own mouth, right, has said that this is a, it's it's loosely based and that she changed many a thing in the movie to make it a movie. Starting with his name is not Mr. Church. 
It's something else. I don't know what it is, but she said she changed his name to maintain his privacy. Okay. So it's called Mr. Church. It's not, that's not his real name. Her mother didn't die, uh, but in fact lived until the movie was out and maybe beyond. So she killed your own mom in your movie. She said that (laughs) she wanted the movie to focus on. Happy Mother's Day, y'all. Right. She wanted the movie to focus on her relationship with Mr. Church. uh, And she says that even though her mother survived cancer, she felt like she lost her to alcoholism afterwards. So Mr. Church still, in a sense, raised her. And so she thought it was easier if if her mother was just dead. And it was just her, Mr. Church. Um, The unlike described relationship that her mother had with the married man in real life, I guess he was married. She, her mom and him were having an affair. He left his wife for her mother and was her stepfather for a while and was living with them, but then soon left after that. So Mr. Church was his cook. And then when he left her, he just had Mr. Church stay with the family. Mm. And so I don't think he died either. And I'm not quite sure why Mr. Church stayed. I mean, like he was paying him to stay on, but I don't think he was paying him to stay on for like six plus years or however long after that. Mm. So I don't really understand any of that or how that works. Um, But then uh, Susan McMartin has had some, some choice words to say. Uh, in the <laughs> in the coming out of this movie, so a Hollywood Reporter uh, feature on the film, she says that Mr. Church was like my father figure. He was my best friend. He was the reason I became a writer. He was the reason I survived childhood. He was everything to me. One day I was taking a walk and I thought, if my daughter can't meet him in real life, I'll have her meet him in the story. Right. So Mr. Church died before her daughter was born. So I guess she just wanted to have a fictional get together with her daughter and mr church this all sounds like stuff you do so that his family won't sue you (laughs) (laughs) but it's like i didn't tell his real story i told the story of a made-up thing inspired by a story so y'all can't get this money it it's very bizarre but then so here's the part right we start getting into a little bit of the spicy details because like we observed this movie is called mr church right Mm -hmm. you would think it would be more about mr church or we know more about mr church but McMartin said in a press interview that it's from the observation of me. If this was Mr. Church's story, it would be a whole different story. So basically saying that this is not Mr. Church's story. <laughs> this is my story about we didn't know Mr. Paul Church. Mr. Church. Uh, you, would, you would think that would be the way to go. But it's another one of these. Again, the help was written by white people who had black maids and decided that they knew better about their lives and wanted to write about them. <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy was uh, written from the grandson's perspective of his grandmother's relationship with her driver. Green Book was written about, you know, the son's perspective of his father's relationship with this famous black musician. So many of these are just like, well, I think I knew this black person, so I'm going to take it upon myself to write about what right. I think their life was like. To tell their my story on a public platform. Right. Instead right. of asking them and actually finding out. Yes. And meanwhile, the person is more interesting than mm-hmm. the story you chose to tell. Like, yes. yes. Like, I actually would have watched a movie about Mr. Church's life if he was 
anywhere as uh, yeah, and, exciting as you made them out to be and, in this film. And y'all have been secondary characters, but y'all just kind of yeah. pop, popped up in the background every exactly. now and then. Mm-hmm. Well, she goes on to say in, 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 in the Hollywood Reporter interview that you know people are talking about this as a magical Negro film, and that upsets her uh, because she says. That's what it is. She says, "What do you think it's going to be?" She says, "Oh, the magical Negro thing," and that makes my blood turn because race is never even talked about in this movie. It was never a part of our relationship. We never. Girl, talked what were the about first it. words out of your mouth in the movie? Oh we, my god! We never talked about the fact that he was black and I was white. That never even played a role in our lives. It very easily could have been a white man in the movie, but the real Mr. Church just happened to be black and I was white. Stop. It's sad. I get that there are some movies that are offensive in that way and make people uncomfortable, but my relationship with him was so much about the love and the unconditional friendship. We never even talked about race or any of that. That's kind of hard because you want to defend yourself and you want to say, I'm sorry that Mr. Church happens to be black and I happen to be white. But this is a story about the love and a man who was there for me when no one else was. I want (laughs) to... I want to... <laughs> this is so fucked up. This is so inherently fucked up. And this is the crazy thing about white people that it's just like insane to me. And I wanna I wanna illustrate this with another story. I watched a video about a guy at the January sixth thing, right? At the January sixth insurrection. And this interviewer asked him, What do you feel about abortion? He was like, Abortion is a complicated issue. But women should make decisions about their body before they get into trouble like that. And the interviewer asked him immediately after, how do you feel about the vaccine? And this man said, well, it's the same thing about abortion. It's my body, my choice. If I want to get the vaccine, I'll get it. And I was like, without a, like, there was no breath in between. There was no, I thought about my next answer. There was, this is the same train of thought. Just the ability to just pick and choose how I'm offended, where I'm offended, and when I offend is, it's actually a thing we, sh- as black people, should probably invest some time in just, like, the, the, <laughs> the fantasy of this all. Because it's crazy how people can say, oh, the magical Negro thing of it all. Well, I didn't right. want to talk about race. Even though my first lines in the movie are, I got this nigga living in my house. <laughs> right. Right. What are you also talking about? Are like, you in your brain? Are you in your skull? Just because you can say what it is in a sarcastic tone doesn't mean you addressed it, right? Doesn't like, make it so. so. Like, so what about this magical Negro trope? She's like, uh, the magical Negro thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that. That's what we asking you about. <laughs> it, it makes well, my blood boil because I am not a racist. It makes my right. unracist I body be boil. I saying it with this attitude if it was really real. Right. Think about it. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, it's <laughs> the idea that, oh, I'm, I'm sorry if other people are offended. And it's like, yeah, but people are if offended, though. Like, you're, you're talking about it. Like, if you're white and you're around a black person, and y'all have never talked about race, they're not your friends. Exactly. <laughs> That's all that means. That the people, we strategically true. choose who we will share that with. And it's a level of trust you have to reach before we even will be like, yo, this racist thing happened to me or look at what's happening in the news. This is fucked up and it's making me feel bad. I don't tell every white person that because all white people are not on the trust list. Yep. 
Well, that's the thing. Like, you never talked about race with Mr. Church. This was a black man in Los Angeles growing up in the 60s and the 70s. And <laughs> Mr. Church didn't have thoughts about race. Racism never happened to Mr. Church. He just lived in this perfect race-free vacuum in your white home where he just got to, you know, be not even live to his fullest potential. He was just your cook. So, like, I have no idea how we go from, oh, yeah, well, I didn't see racism with Mr. Church, so I guess it never happened. It never existed as a concept in our relationship. Which is wild. Do you want to hear some more wild stuff? Because this was my my favorite. (laughs) For an interview with FilmParty.com, she was talking about the movie in general, and then they asked her this question. Race relations and police brutality are all over the news in recent movies. Were you thinking about America's racial dialogue when making Mr. Church? No. (laughs) And that was was a conscious decision because in my life with him, I didn't experience that. I remember only one time when I was a little girl, he was holding my hand as we crossed the street. This isn't in the movie, but I remember seeing our skin next to each other and saying, white, black, white, black. He was holding a leather glove in his other hand, and that was black. And he said, that glove is black. Now look at this glove next to my hand. Is that the same color? And I said, no. And I was wearing a white shirt, and he had me compare my hand to the color of the shirt. And I saw my hand was pink. That was the only time we talked about color at all. I grew up in a liberal home, and my mom marched with Martin Luther King. Stop. Take him out of your fucking mouth. In the, in the back with Bernie. Yeah, we in the back with Bernie. You better do Bernie my Sanders. God. We, my, like, we, can we put this on like a I'm not racist bingo card? Like my blank march with Dr. King. I swear to God, if I hear that, this is ever again in my entire life. In the movie, like the movie's offensive enough. How was her interview worse than what the movie? She's like, I actually took parts out that would have made the movie worse than it is. I actually ended racism with my precociousness. Right. So thank you, Mr. <laughs> Interview, Mr. Hollywood Reporter. I, I always love I mar- my my so and so or I marched with Martin Luther King Jr. Like he invited you. Yes. <laughs> like, right. like you were on like every person who came to that march, every person who showed up at Selma that day, Dr. King came up to them one by one and was like, You ain't racist no more. I absolve <laughs> right. you. You ain't racist no more. I absolve you. They, they always you. make it seem like they were on the flyer. Like it was Ash Wednesday <laughs> up in that bitch. Like right. I absolve like, you. Like, like the flyer said, Come out, march with Martin Luther King, John <laughs> Lewis. Ja- Jesse Jackson, yeah. March with your, this white like woman's doing, mama, women, doing the club. ladies and free, uh, dudes yeah, ladies and free, <laughs> ladies and free at last. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so, crazy, Cameron. That she that that wasn't the end of her sentence. Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I grew up in the liberal home, and my mom marched with Martin Luther King Jr. And because there was no racism, racism in this friendship from us or other people, I didn't bring that into the movie. I couldn't 
I could have written a movie that was heavily about race, but that wouldn't be true to my experience. It would be the temperature of the world. I debated putting the anecdote about the glove in the movie, but that wasn't one moment in a 25-year friendship. As a kid, the glove experience made me be more specific when I'm talking and really thinking about what I'm saying. I remember when Driving Miss Daisy came out and people Shut loved up. it because it was about a friendship that developed and in the end, he was the only one that was there for this woman. Over time, that movie's been vilified. What does that say about us as people that everything has to be about race? <laughs> the problem is you saw that movie as two people who were friends. <laughs> I ain't seen no friendship. <sighs> I saw a nigga that worked for a lady. Look, all we got to say is... <laughs> White people are crazy. Y'all hear me? <laughs> Like, actually insane. Just actually (laughs) insane. Like, she was like, I didn't acknowledge race at all because it didn't exist in our friendship. You don't say shit to me like that when the words out of your character's mouth, you was like, oh, I said that because I said that once. It's insane just like the, I can can not see this part and I can Mm. see that part of it all. So... This for the for the listeners. Uh, I'll post this on our on our Twitter. I have some visual content for us. I'm going to put in the chat <laughs> before I send this over to you. Think about this. She said that Eddie Murphy bears a resemblance to the real life Mr. Church. Please look at this real life picture of her and Mr. Church, and tell me if you see Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You like Red Fox. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he do look like he look like old fat Red Fox. In that picture, he look like he don't want to be there. <laughs> she all hugged up on him and he's like, right. all right, just all right. He like, oh y'all taking pictures. Oh, come on, man. Now I ain't got my right glasses on. <laughs> my God. This is hilarious. This is hilarious. Looks uh, nothing like that man. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the he light skin too. Like it's confusing. I'm. I'm just. What's going on? We all look alike. I thought oh, you knew oh that. Oh my god. So <laughs> we we all do look like. I forgot. That's my fault. The story. The story behind the making of the film is that she wrote this. She basically says she wrote this like. This is the fastest thing she's ever written, right? So she had the script. Oh, you can tell. Yeah. It's still a first draft, baby. But Samuel L. Jackson and his people read it and loved it and wanted to make it into a movie. <sighs> Samuel Jackson was supposed to be Mr. Church, right? Five years went by. A lot of other things happened. They couldn't get it in. And so Samuel Jackson had obligations. They sent the script to Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy said yes. Uh, Bruce Beresford wasn't the original director. I think he came on later. And so, can you imagine this movie with Samuel Jackson? Mm-mm. <laughs> Not really. I think also in a post-Black Lives Matter world, like it changed a lot. Yeah. Like Trayvon gets killed, and I think these type of movies got held up to a different level of scrutiny than before mm-hmm. that. But Green Book won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, no, 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 no. That doesn't mean white people. <laughs> yeah, white people still love this shit. Yes, but I mean, uh, us in general, like, I wouldn't read some reviews of this movie, and it's pretty badly reviewed. Yeah, and that to me resonates on some like 
guys the jig is up people know what we're doing let's we gotta burn this one because this is the kind of movie they normally love so like Mm -hmm. they burned this one and you've seen like the black critics being writing for white publications being like this movie is shit and i'm like okay well maybe the time passed and if they could have made this movie five years ago with sam jackson well like they originally maybe, had, yeah. had decided to do right it would have snuck by and it, it would have became something we retroactively hate mm. what well, that's what i think because even like driving miss daisy was very critically acclaimed yeah it also mm-hmm. won best mm-hmm. picture yes yeah exactly mm-hmm. like this was not like did times just changed on them bruce black people got social media going, and changed he was going to collect the rent second ring you know yeah yeah exactly no. he could have did that shit i mean he would he could have made it work i i just don't think i don't think i because i remember watching driving miss daisy when my, my mom had it on vhs and i think i watched it two or three times and it's the kind of movie for black people you watch it the first time and you're like what the fuck was that <laughs> but after that point it's a comedy it <laughs> kind of it's the it's the kind of dark comedy that black people engage in where like uh, another good example is what's love got to do with it mm-hmm. where like you the first time you watch it you're like fuck what a tragic weird story and then after that it's just like eat the cake joke about that (laughs) yeah you ain't got to hit me but what yeah all the jokes is coming that's it party over everybody get out like after that so like there's there's like a level of i don't know it's like a switch that hits Mm -hmm. where you're like i will not like i will no longer take this seriously oh mr church came along after that time period so i'm re-watching it i can't even laugh at how bad it is because it's just offensive at this yes. point. <laughs> well, because there was other, you know, like, I, I, I did the butler come out before this? Or, yes. okay. Yeah. You know, so there's there's always been. At least, like, Green Book. But the butler was made well by active. us. That's black yeah. art. That's well. Lee Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. The butler. <laughs> produced by Oprah Winfrey. Like, that's yeah. what yeah. they Spike, think. Spike Lee produced Son of the South. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But at least like Damn. with Green Book, I, you can make an argument that as a screenplay, Green Book works. The problem is we know it's, we know it's fake. Yes. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like you can't un, you can't unknow that when you know that that's not mm-hmm. what really happened. Right. I would, I would even argue that probably Mr. Church as a screenplay looks like it might succeed. Right. Except, but, well, except like to me, the reason I would say Mr. Church is different with Mr. Church the cat the character of mr church is unknown at the end yes and so it doesn't work for me because i don't feel it's like not a conclusion like this like mahershala's character at least even if you did think it's like weird as shit there's still moments where you're like oh that's what that dude was up to oh okay so that's how he that's what like there's scenes where he gives his perspective on life to this white man yeah there's no <laughs> scenes like that in this movie nice. like race doesn't even exist in this movie the limited conversation they have are the fucking ladybird ladybugs thing yeah. and you know and, leave, and stay out of my business like yeah. why did you think you should make this movie well i was gonna say this movie i think <laughs> what's so what's so frustrating right is like if this was a biopic about like benjamin banneker or nina simone right. or like some mm. public black figure that you could come in and say well that didn't happen or you know like mm-hmm. okay yeah. like that you're taking some liberties there you know because like right. you know we're, we're we're condensing the time period or something like that sure right like the harriet movie 
no matter what you think about it, at least we can go right. back and say, well, no, that was a, this that, did or did not yeah, happen. that was a lie. This <laughs> according this movie is is all cap. It's like a lid store. It's like there's yeah. it's yeah. just there's nothing in here that I can say yeah that happened or that didn't happen because she's literally cherry picking real events exactly. that she decided to make into a movie about a real person's life. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's terrible. It's not even like she made some shit up like uh, like wholesale. Like it was just like, yeah, what if mm-hmm. there was like a, a white girl that got raised by a black man in the 70s or whatever? It's like, no, this is a real man that I'm basing this character on, but I'm just going to make up what I feel like I need to make up to make a movie. And like, for we talk about this all the time. There's movies like this where white people go to see this movie and they're Charlie, I guess, or whoever, whoever they're in to the movie is where they're just like, yeah, wow. Like we can live together. We can coexist racial harmony. This is great. Black people. We have to be Mr. Church. And if we're Mr. Church, <laughs> you know what I mean? we're undefined magical characters who sacrifice literally I mean, what she, he he met her when she was ten. Yeah. He died when she's like twenty eight, maybe thirty, something like that. Yeah. So t- he spent twenty years of his life, more or less, nonstop taking waiting. care of this family. Yes, you know what I mean. Like that that twenty years of his life is just gone because he, like not even on his deathbed could he have done a. I I y'all gave me what I always wanted. That like like. Like I think I would have accepted that if he would have said if he, came from his mouth. if he would have been on his oh, deathbed and said, said like if he would have said me a family Ugh. not just that but like I know what I'm doing makes no sense to anybody <laughs> but that's what y'all what people don't understand is my dad and my family disowned me when I was a young boy with all this talent and potential it derailed my life. And since then, the only thing I've ever wanted is to have a family. And I knew I couldn't have that in 1970s America. Yep. So that's why I've dedicated my life to take care of y'all. Because as much as y'all, it seems like I've given y'all, y'all gave me that. Yes. And they would be like, I will accept it even as a narrative, as a writer, right, right, as, right. as a person trying to close the loop of my story. <laughs> I will accept that as closure. And if, if anything else, you didn't get closure from this story. No. If you black, no, you did. no, no, no. Well, let's go around and play our favorite game uh, and look at how <laughs> how this movie was received by the public and by critics. Uh, we look at three different sites, uh, starting with IMDb.com. So, Ron and Karen, what do you think this movie currently has on IMDb? It's out of 10. It's a point system. What do you think people thought about Mr. Church? I'll say 3.2. Okay, Karen? Uh, I would say a 5. Cameron? I'm going to go with a 4. 7.6. Get the fuck out of That's high! 7.6? 7.6 out of 28,0 reviews. That uh, might as well be like a pitchfork 8. What the fuck? People loved Mr. Church. Uh they were they were into it. I think I don't know. Did they miss any Murphy? Did they uh just a lot of white people voted didn't they yeah, yeah. sure did mm-hmm. um and, so... and 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 my mom <laughs> and my mom uh if we go over <laughs> to hey <laughs> mom come on i love you mom and if we go over to <laughs> rotten tomatoes 
you know, out of 100%, what do you think this movie has? I would give it a... 65. Okay. 32%. Okay, Cam? I can't play because I saw it, and all I'm going to say is it's accurate. Okay. Uh, it's got a 24%. Yes. I'm going to send you... Finally. This Again, I will post this on our Twitter. I'm going to send you in the chat some more visual oh, no. reference. Uh, this is the, the writer of the movie, uh, railing against the Rotten Tomato score, um, saying that people love Mr. Church and the critics are wrong because it has an 80% audience score. Uh, but it was not well received. Girl, the people don't even love this tweet. Three weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> this from 2016. Damn. Don't nobody agree with you? This tweet is like four years old. Like 20 years old, damn near. Man, see, I would retweet this and talk shit, but yeah. I, I'm gonna be more responsible with my plan. <laughs> than that. Oh my God. A lot of, a lot of critics saw right through it. You know, they saw right to yeah. the heart of it, um, calling out, again, just a magical Negro trope. Eddie Murphy is fine, but he's not acting. You know what I mean? He's doing the not even the bare minimum, but, like, there's not a lot for him to do. You know, the other actors in the movie are also fine, you know, but the script is, like, a very... Fr- she's also team justice for Johnny Depp on Twitter, so... Yeah, she's got... She's, uh, she's in the bag. She's got... Real problematic energy. (laughs) But going to our absolute favorite, Amazon.com, what do you think Mr. Church has out of five stars? Amazon, two stars. I would say three. Cameron? I did not see this. So, uh, damn. You know, you know, I know what they do. Yeah. I think they did it. I think they did it again. Yep, five yep, stars. Yep, yep, yep. Five I stars, baby. <laughs> five stars five on stars. Amazon. Eighty-four percent. Five stars. Ugh. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right. Right. <laughs> one star now. Yeah. <laughs> to bring that average step on. on. White people out of control with this. White people loved Mr. Church. They were all about it. They they really. They didn't go see it in the box office because well, it flopped. You know, they they saw it on the back end, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah, you know. So this is one <laughs> that I think we've kind of talked about how to reimagine it. Um, but did you guys have any other ideas? I guess what I've been thinking about as we've been talking about the movie is like, if you want to keep the mystery of Mr. Church, I don't know if there's anything necessarily wrong with that in so much as like, he could be a complicated figure, right? You can drop some Mm -hmm. subtleties, some hints about it, but it definitely a should be from his perspective. Uh, and B, I think, we want to we want to know more about where he came from. I'm thinking, you know, if he was like, if he is a gay man, you know what I mean? Like all the complexities that come with that. Where did he learn to cook? Was he in the army? Was he just like figuring it out from from people around in the neighborhood? You know, because like the way that she describes him again is like the nigga could just do things. He just picked things up. He taught himself <laughs> how to cook. He taught himself how to paint. He taught himself how to play right. the piano. Taught himself maybe how to read i don't know you know what i mean like all these things he's just out of the thin air he's able to pick up all this stuff so what is that like for you when you're a black man 
in America in general, but specifically during those times and the world is restricting you, right? What happens to a dream deferred, right? Like he's got all these skills and talents, but like no real outlet. And so he kind of ends up at these white people's house cooking them breakfast. And how does that make him feel? Because it, it seems like the movie wants us to believe that it's everything that he ever wanted, right? Like the movie wants yeah. us to believe that he is fulfilled in his life because he gets to cook grits for this white family. Ugh. But right. <laughs> we never really get a sense of, it seems like he's angry, right? It seems like he's dealing with some stuff because he's drinking a lot. I don't know if Mr. Church is an alcoholic because it seems like he might have a drinking problem, but we don't even know what he dies of. He just has, right. he's just sick. <laughs> he's just Is it cancer? got that Is cough it again, Mr. Church. Him? Yeah. Right. Uh, well, now I'm going to use this as an opportunity to rekindle this relationship with this doctor. Yeah. <laughs> get, get out of my way, nigga. <laughs> oh, Mr. Church. Push it to the side. Yeah, hike, hike up this skirt a little bit. Lo- lo- right. Lower this neckline on his dress. Yeah. P- right. Pushing her daughter out the way. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what do you guys think? Is there another way to reimagine this movie? Or as we always say, you could just not. We don't have um, to make I Mr. just Church. think you have Jordan Peele direct it, and it's a horror movie. I would do Ooh. that, yeah. Yes. About yes. parasitic white women yes. that take everything from this black man. <laughs> it's true. Mm. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Cam? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we even get the scary, like, the agreement that he makes with uh, the man. <laughs> where, we, where we know that this is, like, a very like, foreboding moment. It's like a Faustian deal. Right, like yeah, it's a very, yeah. like, like he thinks it's a six month deal. It's and the rest of like your a, damn life. Right, we get the black friend that's telling them, you know, like Rod and uh, Get Out. That's yeah. like, how you not scared of this? Yeah, and literally, <laughs> black people will be screaming at the screen when he signs that document. Don't do it, Mister. Don't right. do it. Get out the <laughs> house, Mister Church. No, Mister Church. No, no Mister Church. For all the food you pay for the you pay yeah. for her to win. Oh my god. Like he oh goes to the ATM and notices his bank account balance is getting lower, but he didn't do it. Yep. <laughs> it's like what? Where's the money coming from? I thought I was getting a monthly salary. He tries. No. To, <laughs> he tries to put the paprika on, and it turns into salt. He's just no. like, I can't. right. <laughs> no, every time, every time he tries to spice the food, the spice magically disappears. He's like, no, right. <laughs> it turns, it turns into salt and pepper. <laughs> Try, he tried to get out the deal, but he can't. Like, <laughs> he's like, I'm not coming. Up, I'm not showing up tomorrow. And then just it, the the screen fades to black, cuts open. He's in the kitchen again. He's, he's like, how the fuck did I get? <laughs> I said I was not doing this again. I would watch that. I would watch that. Hilarious. Uh-oh. Any other any other ideas how to reimagine this? Uh, I would like a Mr. Church about Mr. Church. Mm-hmm. That's my yeah. imagination. Like, actually make it around, like, him and about him. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, have white people kind of play the background characters of his story. Just have him living his regular black niggerish life and yep. just have him <laughs> pop in the background. Yeah, because that was the other thing, too. In the brief moments that we got of him being drunk, I felt like he was a real nigga. <laughs> that, yo, like I 100%. felt like he would have been, yeah, like he would have been really fun to see with black people at the club. Like, Those felt like the realest parts I, of the performance. Yeah, 
yes i would have loved the scene with him in jellies i would have loved that's what i'm saying the background of him playing the piano and cooking and painting how are you not going to have a scene of him at jellies like how right right not one and i I guarantee you somebody suggested that and the director said no she because i get the writer probably i never was in jellies with him so why would i write that okay casting department was like we reached the quota we've only got five blacks we can't really (laughs) can't fill a whole club (laughs) can't fill a whole club with black Come on, what do you think this is? The color purple? Get out of here. Uh, Cam, did you have any ideas? I'm going to say don't remake this movie because I don't want a universe where my mom has seen it three times. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like this universe. (laughs) Well, let's let's finally put this movie on our Caucasity ranking scale. We've got three levels of Caucasity. The first level, y'all, is Shorts (laughs) in the Winter. And Mm. that's basically like we see you out here. What are you doing? We're looking at the the on our on our phone. We can see the weather. We got the weather app. It's telling me that it's not even cold outside, like you know, brisk, but like it's twenty degrees. There's snow on might, the ground. Might even be raining. Yeah, it might be raining, snowing. And you're out here in in your billabong shorts and your, your Birkenstocks, uh, <laughs> just living life. You know what I mean? Not a care in the world. With your flip flops. Yep. You know. Yeah, the flip flops, the paperish flip flops that are just deteriorating in the rain. And this isn't hurting me, but I have questions, right? This is a curiosity. I don't know why you made this decision. Uh, I'd like to know, but at the end of the day, not really offending me, not really hurting me in in any real way. Uh, Cameron, what's the second level? The second level, Caucasity, is this movie is touching my hair. So at this point, this movie has... Oh, yeah. This movie has entered your space now. This movie is causing an act of violence. It was like, hey... I think I want to fuck some shit up today. Now, it might not completely, you know, it might not hurt me. I'm like, you know, a touch of the hair. I'm not going to bleed from that. But it is still an entering of the space. Definitely didn't ask about it. Probably already knuckled deep in your hair trying to exposit the the mysteries of black (laughs) hair. That 4C is so confused. But... You know, th- this is this is an act of violence, but we're not uh, we're not killed by it yet. And the final level, of course, this week and maybe for all time is yeah. uh, Justice Toledo, but also just the Supreme Court in general, just white white men specifically. Yeah, uh, and and the white woman, you know, and the white probably, women that lied, the white know. women that lied their way here, and mm. just. You know exactly what you're doing, right? This is not, there's no questions about it. This is violence to the nth degree on purpose. You're not even trying to hide it, right? Like, it's just out there in the open. Uh, I mean, we don't, we can get into it if y'all want to, but just obviously, like, I would, I would go, I would go listen to the, the, I don't know what, what, what's, what's the number of the episode of your podcast where Karen, Karen just lets it all out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, that would be, give me one second and I'll look it up for y'all. But <laughs> it was, uh, last Wednesday's episode, okay, okay. uh, which is episode, oh, 25, 21, Karen goes off. Listen to that, uh, because that's the perfect <laughs> encapsulation of it. But you know the vibes, you know the feeling, uh, just white violence, white supremacy, 10th degree, <laughs> unfiltered, right? So where do you feel like Mr. Church lands on that on that scale? 
um for me it's the worst one obviously like this <laughs> is uh you know speaking of going off i remember um when i first watched this movie because this was a movie that was uh suggest that this was not a movie on the list that y'all suggested hmm. um and i just remember like i want to pick something that they haven't done that they haven't seen that I can introduce the rage. (laughs) And so on our show in 2017, episode 1446, FOMO sexuals, fear of missing out sexuals. Um, we talked about this and that's when I realized how angry the movie had made me. And so, uh, I think that was, you know, that like, that was why I picked this movie and well, I'm glad y'all went and did research and apparently it's even more infuriating than mm, I knew. Mm. <laughs> now that I know the mentality behind it yep. and the words from this woman's mouth. Uh, so, uh, yeah, man, I, it's the highest level for sure. Karen, what do you think? For me, this is, uh, touching my hair. I'm not like extremely like, argh. But I'm annoyed because uh, I've had people touch my hair before, and it's mm-hmm. one of those things where at first you sit and you process it going, did this really happen? I don't know how this happened. And you know how everybody on Twitter tell you you're supposed to just freak out and just smack people. That's not reality. Mm-hmm. That's not how most people respond because it's just <laughs> shocking to the system. Yes. My uh, hair was recently touched, so yeah. uh, I feel I feel you on that one yeah you don't know how to respond like you're literally like oh my gosh i can't believe you did that you just it's almost like a shock good surprise look I, I will say i will say my first instinct was to go off but i was like you know what that's what they want yep yeah <laughs> uh cam what do you think i'm i have to i think i'm in the middle i think i'm in i think this movie is like touching my hair point five because it's it's obviously like fucking with me right yeah <laughs> don't don't like uh susan here's a message for you there's racism in your movie <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 regardless of what you think you might be talking about or might not right. be talking about you talking about it the point of your movie the reason your movie exists is because of interracial relationships between friends like you if you told me that you wanted to make a movie where val kilmer was mr church I tell you, you were lying to me. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? I tell you, you were faking me. Because that's obviously not the point. The first words out of your character's mouth, the impetus for your character's problem is that this person is black. So the I, I think what actually goes beyond the touching my hair for me is the fact that she thinks this isn't a, play, a, 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 a race relations story. Yeah. That's the disgusting part about it to me. And on top of it, the movie is like boring as hell. And yeah, it's, yeah. it doesn't even have, it like, it really doesn't make its own case at all, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-mm. Like, for existing. I'm just saying for existing. Yeah. Like, plot wise, <laughs> it barely does that. It barely crosses the finish line as far as I'm concerned. And definitely for existing, it, we ain't there. I'm not buying it. The only saving grace is it's not two hours. Thank right? God. You know what I mean? Like, they, they did manage to get this in an hour 45 uh i would yeah i would say i don't know i'm i'm kind of with you cam but then i feel like i want to get it to the third level it's just not so egregious like if it was egregious like you know yeah i think it's the for me 
it's the interview clips that y'all had <laughs> after that make it go from like oh no 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 this was not coincidental you are yeah you're a horrible person i think it's the casual you made a horrible movie it's the casual violence for me that i think it's to the third yeah. level you know what i mean mm, because mm. like she moved it to the man's house yeah you know like that's just so wild to me that after <laughs> everything when she when she initially came through when she was pregnant at first i was like oh she's gonna be there for like you know she's visiting she's coming from Couple out of weeks. town Mr. church is like all right bet whatever and then when she was living there i was like does she have a job like is she paying rent is she what is she providing other than just living in his house and then at a certain point it became clear that she was not leaving you know what I mean? Like, even when she had a job and probably could have moved out, she was still in his house, still eating his food. He was still right. cooking for her. You know what I mean? And then yeah. she was working. So I guess he was watching her kid at a certain point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then he's, I don't even know how long he was sick for. They didn't really give us a proper timeline. I don't know if he died within days right. or months or whatever it was. But like, yeah, it's about him. And we don't even know the, the time. We don't even know why he died. Death yeah yeah and right. don't forget she then sells his story which is the yes, movie we're watching yes, yes. and i think On it's like every it. it's like they picked the bone clean of this black man <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. that's why i have to give it three okay because okay. because I, I, you converted me <laughs> getting it to that level it's just like every step of the way you are just like mr church brother come on you got to get out of here dog like you can see if you can't see what's happening I don't know what to tell you because I'm yelling at the screen. Everything that's happening bit by bit, you're just seeing his life being like siphoned away by this white family who then, like you're saying, sells his story in a way like it's it's so weird because it's like is this not even a good screenwriter? (laughs) Well, well, but is this meta at this point? Like, is it like? And Mr. Ch- like it's the movie that you're watching because she writes the first line of the movie. Right. You right. know what I mean? So like, are we even to believe that this is like a self-fulfilling like loop of like, you know, you're the starting at the beginning. Yeah. Right. So, you know, to, to And I know she thought that shit was so close. Nah, she, Ooh, she you, thought she was spitting. She put the end on it. She was like dancing. She was like the end. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. What is what is what is the white equivalent? <laughs> Of of funk flex bombs, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know what that would be, but she was she was more more, cow, more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go. She was, she was banging that cowbell. Um, so yeah, let's let's recommend some things to watch for people instead. I'm going to recommend watching Parasite because I felt like that's what I was watching <laughs> <laughs> by the time this movie was over because it felt like that. If it had it had that horror feeling of like there's something sinister underneath the core of this the veneer of this story that you're telling me i feel like parasite is obviously not even just a better movie but like a movie that has a lot more nuance and social uh and class like elements to it uh so if you if you haven't seen parasite even if you have seen parasite go watch parasite again because it's a great film well but both Bong Joon-ho and Bruce Bareford have a best picture under there, you know? Mm. <laughs> you know? So we bring it back all the way around. Yeah, don't All best pictures ain't the same. That's what I was going to say. Don't make those comparisons. <laughs> I'm a, a, I'll am keep the theme going. I'll say for Oscar, too, you know? 
if you want to see a dramatic performance by Eddie Murphy, just go watch Dreamgirls and experience the cocaine scene like I did too. It's it's he he should he should have won. It's honestly like the best distillation of his talents because you we knew all along he could do drama. We knew all along that that was coming and it would probably be fine, right? He's got the comedy. He he sings his ass off. Some of the best songs in the movie are his songs. He pulls off those musical numbers. It's an incredible performance. And then you get the dramatic bit. And I think that was his Oscar clip. Honestly, like yeah. come on, dog. Like. He should have won. I don't. I don't know what won in his place, but your boy was robbed. <laughs> uh, Rod, Karen, you got anything to, re- to recommend? I would recommend Get Out because mm. it would have been <laughs> one of those movies where, where he'd have been walking around and somebody been be like, no, 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 <laughs> in the background, or he'd been walking around and just seeing random people just running all around him and shit, yeah. trying to figure out what was happening. Can you imagine if Mr. Church was just the latest? In a line of black cooks <laughs> that they've had, <laughs> that this family, a generational thing, this family yes. had lived. That's how she for, got all her wealth. Yep. She goes in the basement, finds all the other Mr. Churches. Yeah, all, all the, oh, all, no. all the, all the <laughs> old spice like, <laughs> left over. Like, how did she cook so good? She has to blow the, she has to blow the off the coffin, like. Whew. <laughs> ready for the next one when we see a scene at the end of the movie that's the original mom negotiating to get the cook oh, you know no. what I mean well, it's like I'm gonna tell your wife about us unless you give me that cook <laughs> unless you give me that cook <laughs> then I'll leave you alone you don't have to worry about anything yes yeah, sir give this me that cook my mom get the top cooks in the country <laughs> damn it yeah you got me again Oh my! and God. I think for my movie I'll just recommend an actual good movie I saw recently which is uh Everything, everywhere, all at once. There you oh, go. Let's so do it. Good. Let's go. So I said, I think y'all, you know, don't waste your time with this. Right. Go check out something that'll cleanse your palate and blow your mind. Incredible film. Yeah. Um. Well, we did it. Uh, we we're, we're on the other side of Mr. Church. Uh, thank God, <laughs> Rod and Karen. Thank you so much for joining us. We, we really, really, really appreciate you guys taking the oh, time. Oh man, we had fun. Yay. Thank you for having us. And this is fun. Appreciate you uh, working with us through our schedule yeah. the last couple of months. Of course, not of course. A problem, not a problem. Um, well, well, plug away. Tell us people where they can find you guys on the internet. What you guys got coming out? Uh, what people should be looking for? You can find everything about us over at the Black Guy Who Tips. Uh, dot com. We are everywhere that podcasts are found. You can find me on Twitter at say that again. You can find Rod on Twitter at Rodimus Prime. For sure. Uh, and Game Theory Season 2 in the future? Yeah, mm-hmm. game, 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 season, game Theory Season 2, man. Soon come. We see y'all. Yeah, let's do there. it. Yes. You can stream the whole first season if you haven't seen it on uh, HBO Max now. Um, and then do you guys have any shows coming up any live things coming up any other not things yet no no nah, nah, not right right now it's just all just uh the podcast and uh let's just pray the pandemic mm-hmm. ends for sure uh, for real for real for sure <laughs> not yeah. the play play way that we have ended not it. Yeah. Play, play, but, yes. but like the but real, the real the real ending yeah because if we do anything that shit gonna be virtually like it yeah, was last time sure. i'd really love to see everyone's beautiful faces mm-hmm. in person hear that cam uh tell everybody where they can find you and what you got going on all right, you can find me at uh, the Blipster eleven thirty eight on Twitter and IG. You can find uh, my sketch comedy group Two Karen with Love at uh, on YouTube at Two Karen with Love. You can check out that. Um, oh, and I, the embargo's up. It's May. I could tell you. Uh, 
I have a movie premiere in Brooklyn. If you're in Brooklyn, New York, or if you find the virtual festival online, uh, I am starring in a movie called Fernie and Luca that is playing at the BAM Cinema Fest. This is big deal for you boys. Kind of first uh, big movie in a minute, so I'm happy to, you know, have something out there that the people Yay! can see. Congratulations. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Come check it out, Fernie and Luca. I think it's online some places, but if you're in Brooklyn uh, during the week of BAM Cinema Fest, I think that's the middle of June. The 15th is when we play, so come out and check us out. All right. We'll have to do, we'll have to do a live episode. I think we should. Y'all gonna have to. Y'all gonna have to um, do an episode and and rate it on Caucasian. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, we got some brown people. It's some brown people and some white people in this movie, so we we can definitely do that. We'll talk about it. Yes, for sure. (laughs) Uh, well, I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me online on Twitter and Instagram at jrsosa18. Jrsosa18. Literally just got off the plane from from Burbank for the DC I don't Milestone. Know how you're here, yeah, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> DC Comics Milestone Initiative in full effect. Uh, we just had our summit, and we're we're still doing some stuff. So that's still going on. Uh, I have an official date for the Red Sonia miniseries I'm doing. Samurai Sonia that's coming out June 15th. Oh, that's dope. Uh, so June 15th, go to your comic stores or go to your comic stores now and just tell them that you want that. Put that on the pull that's list. Right. Uh, and if you want to talk to us more, you can reach us on Twitter at white underscore pod. You can also write to us at white people won't save you pod at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to send us movies to watch, if you have some wild caucasity for us to include in the show, if you've got drops or anything else like that, you want to, you want us to see definitely would love that. So that's going to do it for us this week, but thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll be back with more caucasity next week. Peace. Peace. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.